Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? No one hears me. Yeah, so it, it yeah, it's There's nothing more. So, yeah, it's Zoom. It's Zoom. That's what it is. It's Zoom. I sent them emails. I don't even, I don't even know. If... Nope. Hey, it's Zoom. All right. Because now I hear everyone fine. You guys can hear me fine. It's Zoom. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I hear you fine. I hope has D ever used StreamYard? It's simple. I'm he just joins and I and I and I put him in. I'm sorry, guys. Normally we have this stuff together, but my Zoom, I don't know what that's about. Like it it's it's crazy. Oh, so we're live. Yeah. We're Hello. Live. Hello. I wasn't going to continue to mess because when I got back into Zoom, it was doing the same thing. Right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, guys. This is all my fault. This isn't King. This isn't Cog. This is my fault. I, I don't I don't know why uh, Zoom was messing up that much. Is it better? Yeah, no, it's it's way better. It was Zoom. That's what was messing up. It was Zoom. Okay, let me Zoom uh, the program. Zoom the mic. Zoom thing. the program. Because they okay. say I sound fine now. It, hey, it was sound Zoom. crisp. All right, All right we're let back me check in. My mic levels uh, on this because Streamyard is completely uh, different. Different and more basic. It's super basic. Yeah, basically. Audio. Yeah. Boost that audio up. Close that down. All right. So we're going to start everything from the Rizip. Yeah, yeah. My, my bad, guys. Like, that. that's on me. Don't worry about it. You win and you fixed it, right? That's it. It's over. That's it. Let's go. Show new go. Everybody here. <laughs> we do got all the super chats from before, right? You copy? I all the do. Chats? Yes, I have them. I have them. All right, cool. So that way, that everybody that did donate or did show love definitely will uh, 
get their super chats heard. So we do apologize for the first stream. Apologize, we're going to get right back to the second stream. So as I started off before, this is Iron Lords Podcast 319. <laughs> I know that number, and that number is good. Thank you for showing up here. This is the first time you're meeting us and seeing the realm. Please understand this is not the normal format. We do have another host that's not here. He's getting well. He's getting out of the hospital today. I want everybody to show love to Lord Cognitos. Please put your hands together. Give a nice prayer for Lord Cognito. And if you know him, reach out to him. Let him know that you love him. He's coming home today. Kid is coming home. So please send your love. I don't normally use that uh, like that, but this is a serious situation where you do show love. All right, thank y'all guys for coming back. We have 276 right now. So listen, share this out. Let everybody know that you're watching Iron Lords Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host. Tell Lord them Adam got, got, got it under control. I got it. It's under control. It's under control now. Okay. Let's get to these intros. I got my two co-hosts with me today. We're gonna give you the best show that you possibly heard in a long time. First and foremost, this man needs no introduction the world over. He is the stealth assassin, the man with the plan, the demolinko of the team, the holder of the purse. This man right now has definitely held the wallet in line and holds the line for us. Keeps our spending habits true. Lord Sovereign, how are you and what are you playing? I am good, man. Good, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Again, big shout out to Takag getting out of the hospital today. Feeling much, much better. appreciate that, man. So, yeah, show that love to Cog. Uh, definitely, definitely needs it. We need to we need to understand that we all of us all of us we got to rest when our body tells us to rest and sometimes it forces us and sometimes things just happen so but thankfully he's 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 better and gonna be out of hospital later today so i got a chance to look at this man's schedule because i was trying to plan things out for us right right i'm like what is he resting like, yeah, no, literally. he's nah, he's he's a beast, and he's yeah. he he's his own worst enemy sometimes. And he knows yeah. that we've said that to him. Like he just like he, he's just he's a beast. He likes to you know we makes make sure that he's prepared for everything, and so that that's much appreciated. But sometimes it it runs you down. Yeah, right? but the, so, the nutcase thing was he had just came back from Florida, mm-hmm. right from the 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 the, the, uh, the Guardian Con, yeah, mm-hmm. right, and then came back, did a podcast for Destiny, mm-hmm. did a finding Duke. <laughs> did our show got prepped for the peter moore stuff and then he was going to go away this weekend it just passed and mm-hmm. then when he came back go right to pack. right back right to i'm pass. like I, I, and, I, and i had to, when i talked to him i talked to him yesterday i said you do know that flying getting in that little compressorized tube and getting out that takes mm-hmm. a lot out of yeah, you it does, a lot it does. yeah so i said Man, you need it... to chill out a little bit you're a little yeah. too beefy paul <laughs> <laughs> schedule's a little too beefy Schedule. yeah so <laughs> what have you been playing lord sovereign keep up the purse yes sir so uh there's one game that i don't think i can mention yet that i just i started um mm-hmm. uh no you so can't i i, you I can, can mention it okay if we're so, talking about the one that they sent you to yes yes so yeah. i i played a little bit of sea of stars um so uh, uh an homage to chrono trigger and and rpgs Ooh. of that time so uh i'm not i'm not, I'm not even gonna be remotely close to finishing it by the time embargo comes but i'm enjoying what i've seen so far uh, I never played the demo when it came out. I know the demo was right at the start of the game, and it was like it was gonna let you just transfer it over. But I downloaded it and never played it, so right. now I'm gonna have the opportunity to play it, and I'm enjoying it so far. Beautiful game, beautiful. That's game. good. So it's like Chrono Trigger. I love Chrono Trigger. One of my yeah. favorite SquareSoft games. Yeah, it is that uh, Chrono Trigger is an all timer. Uh, so anything in that vein that is of that same quality, turn based. Uh, oh yeah, it's a special thing. It's yeah. a special thing. 
So, um, yeah, playing that and also Starfield. So, and on Starfield, we will have more to say on Thursday. We will be in midair when the embargo uh, lifts, and we'll have something nice that'll go live for you guys, and we will talk about it. So, that's what I've been doing. Also, I went to see uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, yeah. uh, 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 basically a, a Dracula movie that talks about one particular chapter in the Dracula novel, which is uh, the captain's log when it's, when uh, Dracula's leaving Romania and going to uh, uh, the England. UK, yeah. England and the ship that takes him there and essentially dracula's plan to use the ship crew as his meal as he <laughs> as he gets well, closer he and did closer. not plan to use the ship well, crew. this this is what i don't rem- i mean the movie interpreted it one way i right. don't remember from the novel i read a long time ago i don't remember if his plan was just to finish off the ship crew one by one as they got closer so he kind of measured it out i, I don't, don't know I don't think I have so. To, I have to go back and and see if the actual thing was that he he went on the ship prepared. And he, had, he had his food source with him. Yeah, his with food him. source. They happened to remove his food source and got that stuff called upon them, bro. <laughs> that so, is kind of true. No spoilers. One away dragons. But if you saw RNR with the Lords, it, it, it's it's um a Patreon run show. It's on our Patreon, and I advise and uh please go to our Patreon. Go check out the stuff. We have a bunch of free stuff up there now. Where we do talk about RR on RR with the Lords. We do talk about the last voyage of the Demeter. We do talk about Blue Beetle mm-hmm. and the Ahsoka show. So um go check that out. We have a couple other stuff up there that Attic and I react to. The Patreon is going to be primary focus going forward. A lot of giveaways, a lot of stuff happening there. But I saw the last voyage of the Demeter, and I personally thought that uh they did a great job in using Nasferatu as mm-hmm. that base vampire and then they use uh you know to, to uh 2023 uh cgi as far as getting him to look his best like yeah and i'm I'm glad that they took this depiction of him that he's a beast but they wanted you to know that he's a very calculating cunning beast he's not a stupid animal that you're about to face and don't be fooled by thinking it that way because you definitely not going to survive this encounter so it was a great mm-hmm. movie to me yeah, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Again, I haven't seen the Dracula movie in a while, and, and one that comes that takes directly from the novel, right? So yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, it was very just, good. It was very good. Just to clarify, chat, I sound fine, right? Yes. Like, like, you sound no, great. See, but it, it was on their end. It wasn't on our end. Oh, no, I, they I will tell us. They, well, that, that, that's why I'm double checking. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They have no I, chill button, I, bro. I just heard a little bit of, like, static. Yeah, so but, I heard, it yeah, I heard yeah, something. But, Hopefully it's nothing. <laughs> All right. Nothing. And, and the young wolf of this, the guy that has played and has forgotten more RPGs than, than I can remember. Word. <laughs> <laughs> the difficult game conqueror, this dude right here has no chill button when it comes to playing these wonderful RPGs and actually getting things done. My man, the heart and soul of ILP, the new and improved Lord Attic. <laughs> What's going on, brother? What you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Starfield and Sea of Stars. I think mm. I'm actually close to the end of Sea of Stars. Um, you know, so how do you that, do that? I, I don't know. How, how the hell? Because I, I can't do this, right? How the I, hell I'm are like you playing hours two RPGs at one time? And these are demanding RPGs. How the hell are you? Well, doing after that? I put enough time into Starfield, I was like, I can. I I've almost beat Starfield to a point <laughs> where I felt comfortable enough, like leaving. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let me go back to let me go back to, to see stars. 
because I, I have a real I have like 50 hours in Starfield. So I was like, let, let me go back to Sea of Stars because that embargo list first. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I I can't say much about Sea of Stars, but if if I haven't played Starfield, I would say this is my game of the year. Okay, like, nice. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, I heard it was supposed to be good. From all knows, Alex, he was like, "Yo, because I I like you know turn based RPGs." So he was just definitely like, "This is coming out and check it out." Um, yo, Black Running three fifty seven. Yeah, my my bed is not holding a line. Ever since I stopped the Just for Men, and you know I go get a trim, and I just you know shave my mustache off. I I got something with my mustache that I can't stand. Right. It's been growing, so uh, God told me stop putting that chemicals in my face. And Lord Sovereign shamed me. <laughs> he said, "When you got a certain age, you said you was gonna stop it." And you know what? It, it takes your brothers to hold you to words yeah. that you said. So I, you know, had to be a man of my word. So it is so, what it is. Great man. If they yeah. would just, if they would just give us one over outlay on this, on this that has the zoom outlay, yeah. I would prefer to use this plate one over over. I zoom. like how clean it looks. Oh, it clean. looks really clean. Uh, you know, it's funny. I could switch to this one where it, it like blows us up a little bit. <laughs> you get a little bit more king. How about a little bit more close in person? <laughs> oh, yeah. We need Lord Beefy in this mode. <laughs> <laughs> we have played my joystick running all over this oh, song. No, so no, I'm no, in trouble, bro. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I don't like this. And, and uh, introducing <laughs> myself, the host. King, Lord King David, King of the Statues. Uh, I'm a dude that loves uh, premium things. Uh, don't have time to play games too much because I'm walk, uh, working too hard, but I definitely get a chance to play NDA games, and I'm having fun with one NDA game right now. I know you guys want to play it. It's, little, <laughs> it's Starfield. Starfield's fantastic. Um, what I've been playing this uh, week, bef- uh, uh, yeah, before no. I get to that, I want to get to that. <laughs> King, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to get to uh, <laughs> the fight that uh, happened this weekend. Um, they have a fight over in England, and that is six p.m. I'm not able to to, to throw the fight on because I was doing R and R with the Lords and I had to prep for R and R with the Lords, and we finally got to get that done. When I did pay for the fight. Lord Sovereign, you're going to laugh. I was setting mm-hmm. up the stream. I was like, yo, maybe I could set it up and get this done, right? I was in round five when I tuned in. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? So that kind of pissed me off. Um, he said, breaking NDA twice. No, we're not. They Everybody knows we're playing Starfield. They said we could talk about it. Cut it out. Hold the line, King. Hold the link. Y'all bugging. Um yeah, so th- th- that fight kind of pissed me off. I thought the boys dropped him, and, and I think that was like the seventh round and probably won that fight. But uh, hopefully uh, we won't have this problem. Well, we definitely won't have this problem when Canelo fights uh, Jamel, and yeah. that's going to be a good fight, and that's going to be at normal human times, 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time, because they'll be fighting in Nevada more than likely. Um, besides that, I'm really excited for this week. Oh, Look at that room. Look at hold on, hold the line. My boo boo <laughs> just came in. <laughs> Give a shout out to uh <laughs> Lord Forte. Now, I gotta give Lord Forte an intro. A friend like no other. 
the brother holds the line for sure. He has been with <laughs> us since day one. He is our destiny. We play destiny. And he's definitely one of the raid kings. Sinister, quiet, don't be upset. <laughs> this guy shows you his DPS. Lord Forte, how you doing today, brother? Man, I'm good, man. Look, uh, you know, can't you know? We dial one. We we dial one horse, and um, got to come through and help out when I can, man. Can't replace that, man. Super um, happy to be here with you guys, man. And um, it's incredible, man. You guys are awesome, and I love supporting and being a part of it. I love your setup, bro. Thank you. Brother. Your setup is. My man showed up, and he's showing out. I definitely love that. I I love the visual, always. So, Forte, what have you been playing this week, sir? Oh, man. Well, we all know the new season of Destiny started. I quit for like a month because it got on my nerves. And then uh, I jumped back in this week. But a little bit of that, but mostly Remnant, too. I've been playing that with um, the Ash and Luca and Slow-Mo. Been having really, really good fun with that. Uh, Pretty much played the game three times because, you know, in all their infinite wisdom, they like to not let your progression go Mm -hmm. between characters when you're playing with your friends. So that's what we've been doing. And then um, also can't wait to play something that's coming out next week. That's going to be great. But um, yeah, that, just kind of listening yeah. to what you guys been talking about, um, about your experiences in the games that, you know, everybody wants to, you know, jump into. So that's pretty much all I've been doing over the course of the last week. Okay, that's what's up. I mean, so you talking about Starfield that you're looking forward to next week, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> I got, I got that, I got that Constellation Edition on Ooh, deck. Very I, nice. Yo, listen, very nice. I, listen. I, I told everybody, I was like, September first. I will not wait. I don't wait to play games. I have yeah. to play day one. And the only time that watch is going to ever see the light of day is the day that it, that the day of September sixth. When the full release comes out, I'm gonna wear that watch to the midnight launch, and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, <laughs> I got a piece of the game on my wrist, and I can't wait to show that off." But so um, you don't have to work for. that day, or do you uh, do you do midnight launches? Do you like to do midnight launches from where you? Uh, your oh, job? absolutely! I still love doing them, man. Some of oh, the some awesome. of the, I mean, you know, some of the best things you can do because you're it's just like going to a movie. Right. with like-minded people you know people that want to come out at midnight to pick up a game they just like you they're right. excited just like you so um the last one we had was um tears of the kingdom and i had like close to 200 people there and it oh, was incredible awesome. so that's what i'm really looking forward to so i know we're doing something like that for that and then we got some other ones in the lineup that's coming in the future but um yeah i can't wait for that one because i know a lot of people are excited to get a chance to jump into that game and play it I, th- I think that's uh, that's dope that you're actually out there facilitating fun, right? You you actually really on the front line, holding the line for when people come in and they're seeing you. And, like, you are the most important person that evening. When you're checking them out and you're giving them their stuff, uh, yeah. it, does it feel like Christmas to them when you when you hand over their stuff? Man, it's, the gate, I'm the, it's, like, it's like the gatekeeper, man. I had a customer tell me, he said, man, how does it feel to be the gatekeeper of all these people to get their game before they could go home? And I was like... You know, I never thought about it like that, but, you know, it's cool. You know, people are just, you know, for the most part, they're just excited because they've been waiting for games, especially a game like this that was, you know, a lot of rumors were last year was supposed to come out. Now it's finally here. 
Um, so yeah, it's really, really cool just being a part of just the overall community. The only thing that would make this better if I was in your stomping grounds in New York, right. you know, where, where the media is at, where they got full blown parties and stuff for games and stuff. Yeah. So if, if you was in New York in, in like the um, stores downtown and Times Square and stuff, yeah. that's a party party. Right. I seen those parties online and it's pretty incredible. But you know, I'll keep my little piece of the of the pie out here. It's cool. Though. It's, it's, it's cool. It's not as impressive as you guys down there, but it's it's still cool. No, nah, I'm in Westchester, so I don't get nothing. I get the nice, cool, relaxed. You know, before when we were in the Bronx, it was hectic. They have police outside. Yeah, you police, know. Yeah. Yeah. But was, we were going to Manhattan. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't trying to do midnight launches in the Bronx. Oh no, man. They had. It's a little dangerous down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's dangerous anywhere. Like, there's people scout. I remember when we oh, yeah. had. We went to get our 360s at um, 86th Street, the uh, GameStop there that's not no longer there. Um, and that's just right. That's a pretty like well-traveled area, well-lit. But you come out there and you, you saw people that was like, mm, mm-hmm. you're not here to buy a console. Who are you watching? Yeah, <laughs> and we, sure. went, we, we, were, we went like seven deep, eight deep. So we were protected. Yeah, we were but, good yeah. always. Yeah, the, except did. for that one time. That was at the PlayStation 2 launch. Oh, was God, it the PlayStation that's... 2 or PlayStation 3? <laughs> It had well, to be was... PlayStation. Well, the one with Madden, we slept on the floor for Sony. Yeah, it was two, I think. It was PlayStation 2, yeah, right? Yeah, that's PlayStation yeah. 2. It launched and, with PlayStation and, and 2. And that's when, um, I, I, what was his name? I forgot his name, but we locked our, the, the, key, the keys. All the consoles was in his car. Mm-hmm. Remember, we went to go get a hot dog from Papaya's, and we yeah, came Papaya, back, and he yeah. locked the keys inside the car. <laughs> we had to call a locksmith to come and pop it open. He charged us $75 and took five seconds and said, boop. And, and, but we was all standing out in front of the car. We had to wait like almost two hours to get yeah, for, uh, for the lockdown to show up. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. P- I think everybody remembers their PS2 one, man. PS2 was my very first like overnight for a console. Wow. I was um I was it was at, it was my first retail job. I was at working at Best Buy at the end. I was a warehouse manager. Right. So I knew how many PlayStations we had. I remember when they came in a week before, pallet full of it, it was like 156 PlayStation 2s. Right. I was like, oh boy, it's about to be rough <laughs> out here. So the literally the night before, it was like the most incredible thing. We had like literally people were getting in line and they were like, man, I don't know how many they got. And I was telling people, I said, listen, as long as you in the top 150, you good. You're good. I said, don't leave. <laughs> if you leave, you go, you jeopardizing your spot. But uh, man, those, that was... Like, I got out there at about six o'clock the night before. Right. We opened at nine the next morning. I've never had so much fun with people. Like, people were outside racing each other for games and stuff. Mm-hmm. They was out there passing out numbers, getting each other's um, phone numbers so they could like link up after the fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, that was a really that was a really cool experience. I'm not going to forget people. that first time I saw Madden. The launch Madden, I forgot what number it, it was. was. It was the 360 Madden? The one no, the did. one for the PlayStation. Oh, no, Remember when they had the round helmets. Their helmets was round yeah. and the eyeballs <laughs> was black and big. And they had the little faces. <laughs> I remember seeing them and I said, this is it. Because, yeah. it, I mean, 2K, 2K, it looked like real life, kind of. For some reason, I don't know what these little Madden round helmet dudes was doing, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it looked incredible. And I was just sitting outside, and I never forget that anticipation. And then I wind up remember I sold my ticket because I they didn't take my ticket from me. 
when I went yeah. inside to get my PlayStation. So I came out and I sold my ticket for $500, right? So somebody got my ticket. With that ticket, you had a number on it. So you was definitely inside. I right. went inside, had my ticket in my hand, came out, sold my ticket for $500. That paid for all the stuff that I had. So I really got my PlayStation for free. And whoever got that ticket was able to get a PlayStation. But I know it probably shorted somebody else on that line because yeah. I already had got mine. And and we got home. And that's that's the two-hour wait when we were standing outside. That That's what made it a little bit longer because yeah. we was like, we, we survived. Let's go get us some Grace papaya. Mm -hmm. We did that. This dude, I forgot uh, Cog's friend name. Lock the keys inside the car, and we had to stay out there two hours long. <laughs> the sun started coming up by the time we was getting home, but it was crazy. Yeah, the, the things you got excited for back then is crazy. Like, you know, like you just said with Madden and stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Madden because it's like the it's, it's always the start of the holiday season for everybody. It's like when all the games start coming out. When you see Madden on the calendar, you know games it's are about on. to start releasing. Because yep. everything starts coming week after mm -hmm. week after week after yeah, Madden exactly. comes out. That's the and, start and, of the fall. And it, yep. it started to fall. And I just remember, like, with Matt, like, for PS2, Matt, and, like, remember the, the little things that they used to do back then where there was competition, like there is yeah. now for Matt? <laughs> remember the reason that you went out and bought a PlayStation 2 to get Matt? It's because it was the first time that they had stadium lights yep. in the game. And yep. it was promoted all across the back of the case. It was like, oh, under real lighting with the stadium lights on, playing at night yep. and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm super excited. I can play <laughs> night games in Madden. You know, there was no night games in Madden yep. before, so now you can do it. And little things like that was the things that got us super excited to play yeah. a new game. And, right. you know, compared to where we are now, it's completely different. But I always look back at those little fine little things like that. I love that. I love stuff like that. I love pe seeing people dressed up. It mm -hmm. felt like a little mini Comic Con for certain places that you go to. Like if you was going to Manhattan, you saw everybody dressed up, uh, participating. We got 746 people here. Hit that like, subscribe, share that out. We had a little technical difficulties in the beginning, but Forte showed up. He's holding down the beef line. Pause. And we, we are getting <laughs> this done. We're doing a little bit of reminiscing, but I want to get to our super chats. Um, yes, so we're going to read the super chats from the previous, uh, stream that was up that got dropped. And then we're going to read these super chats and then we're going to get into the show. So, uh, Lord sovereign, keep out of the purse, please enlighten us on these super chats. We got Lord star killer Xbox series X 01 $20 super chat. That PS portal has no Bluetooth, no cloud streaming equals the $200 paperweight. <laughs> the, series, <laughs> the series S can play the same games as the series X. Uh, BG3 split screen for Series S can be added later. We'll see. 100 plus games at 120 hertz. Not bad for about $300. Thanks. Yeah, yeah we, we will discuss. Then we got Country Big 94 with the five pounds super chat currently sitting in with 182, with, with 82,000 other people in Wembley Stadium. Shout out to AEW filling out Wembley Stadium. That's crazy. But can't miss showing my appreciation for the Lords having an amazing show, guys. Hashtag hold the line. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Blessings. you. Robert Kellett, $2 Super Chat. Blessed day, Lords. Have a great show for Cog. Cog's beef. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> Robert Kellett, once again, $2 Super Chat. For King, how's the M Classic so far? I also got the M Classic. So King, I quickly... It's incredible. It's it should be sold in the box with every switch. Right. Really not those standstills. All right, don't get it messed up. I mean, I'm talking about a real switch, the ones that actually switch from handheld to uh, console. It's 
it should be in a box. Every box should have an M class. Yeah, I have it as well. It and you could see it in real time because it's just a yep. switch that you go back and forth. Like the screen will go black for a second, and you can see it with processing and without processing. It's it cleans it up a lot. Yeah. Like it's nice. And it, it's and it nice. keeps it nice and if it, it feels Nintendo-ish. It's, it's the product is so solid yeah. that it, it feels Nintendo-ish. Yeah, it, it, it's like a baby, little baby spaceship, but yep. you know, <laughs> but it, it has an M like for Mario. That's yeah. what was blowing my mind, and it, and it was, <laughs> the colors fit. I was like, yeah. these dudes is on to something. The, the Marseille classic, yeah. So it's it's pretty good. What was it, a hundred bucks, King? So it's no, it's worth it. It, it was oh yeah, well, yeah, because we yeah. Uh, well yeah, you picked it up yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely, it's a definitely go if you if you want that for your TV experience with the Switch. Yep. Uh, or any other uh, 360, any older consoles, like any 4.3 consoles, it has its own type of uh, processing as well. And it does a great job with that, too. So, yeah, great, great product. Then we got Robert Kellett again, $5 super chat. Can't believe Link made that portable for Sony with the Ultra Hand. It's <laughs> lacking PS Plus clouds support a huge L. We will discuss. We will discuss <laughs> all of that. Robert Kelly, five dollars super chat. Did y'all hear? Seven twenty p is the new normal again, fam. Jedi and FF sixteen sixty modes, Revenant two, and now Immortals. The Switch isn't the only thing coming in hot. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about the secret sauce and how it's not being utilized. Apparently, yeah. um, I think that's about sale. to change, though. Yeah, hopefully. AMD we, let out. We some have news. MSR three. We got yeah. MSR three coming, so we'll, we need we'll that see. PlayStation Pro. <laughs> then we have Necromancer's Hell member for twenty one months. Lord Gold. Funny how I buy new headphones for my Xbox from Odyssey, and the next day Sony buys them. Hopefully, <laughs> I still get my Max my Maxwell series headphones. Yeah, they. So yeah, Sony's gonna benefit directly from this purchase, obviously. But so far, they they're still committed to making. Uh, Headsets across the board, and all these are very good. So yeah, yeah remember do. we got the um, what was that? The rigs. What what came with the rigs? That program. Oh, the uh, well, Atmos. The Atmos. Yeah, yeah. Atmos. We, we got a lifetime. Remember that? Because <laughs> yeah. we at, we got it right when they started that. So we right got the lifetime subscription. Yeah. You know they yeah. they charge monthly for that now. They yep. share yearly. If you want Adobe Atmos, we got it for free. Lifetime <laughs> when they were sponsoring us. <laughs> Shout out sponsoring rigs. Yeah, I, anytime any new product I get, I throw it on. There's like, oh, you good to go. Here you go. Yeah, Thank don't you. Worry <laughs> yeah, don't worry Listen about it. Don't worry about it. Then we see, let me see. Nintendo the Otaku member for three months, Lord Silver. Yeah, I was talking down on the Switch for so long, only to be playing at 720p on your next gen consoles. Oh, how the tables have turned. Hashtag join the Vaseline gang. Nah, bro. We still look better than your joint. If we playing at 720. You know where you playing, right? 240i. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no, not even progressive scan. Nah. 240i, <laughs> interlace. <laughs> there we got uh, Dr. Strangelove, $5. So we chat my thoughts and love go to COG. Hope he gets better. We can't we can't be having spoiled meat. <laughs> hey, oh, <yo>. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> for his, getting his genuine today, concern. People, people, are blaming our technical is, people are blaming our technical <laughs> issues on my beard being gone. Yeah, your beard. <laughs> it was the revenge of your beard. Bad, bad juju. I mean, even the turn. <laughs> the beard's the one that had all the tech. The tech. Listen, even the in. even the pirouette in your chair hasn't looked the same since you cut yeah. the beard off. We're going, we're going yeah, to it. it was funny. It's like when I was talking <laughs> when I was talking to my girl, 
She's like, yeah, because uh, she wanted to see me without a beard. I was like, well, I got to shave it anyway. And then when I shaved it, she was like, oh, that looks great. And I was like, well, uh, my beard will be back in like two weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wife was like, oh, I'd like to see you without a mustache. I was like, no, you won't. Here's a picture. And that ain't happening. Here you go. Enjoy. Yo, I got those pictures of you. <laughs> nah, bro. I, when I listen, when I shave my stash, it, no, no. Yeah, no. my wife was like, I love oh, how you said, Here's a picture. <laughs> Enjoy. She was like, uh, When are you going to uh, take this? I said, When hell freeze over. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, when, when, when I'm in the casket before you're about to cook me up, right? Because <laughs> I'm going to be cooked up. Cook me up, cremate me, and sprinkle me over Madison Square Garden where all the great fighters been. Yeah. Uh, then you'll see my face again. That's <laughs> a man God got to deal. I, I kind of I never thought about that until whatever recently for whatever reason I got it in my head. I'm like, yo, I want to do the same. Like I don't put me in a box and have mm-hmm. me wake up. <laughs> like, oh, oh nah, bro. Damn, like no. you you going too far with that now. Now <laughs> I just don't want to be used when the zombie apocalypse come as you know the, the, <laughs> the modern, right? puppet <laughs> on the front line. Like you know say I'm and, the mini boss. You know, yeah, exactly. Biggest, yeah, yeah you're gonna be you're the boomer. I'm <laughs> just trying to give him as much money as yeah, possible. That, the biggest feature I, I do love about Strain Yards is I could put chat and super chats in, in the actual picture. Like, oh, oh, that's okay. what's up. Click it. All right. And we have, let me see, Forza Legend, member for 44 months, Lord Bronze. Phil Spencer has doubled down and said he's playing Remnant to a lot. Lords, pick that game up. And yes, let's keep it Xbox 100%. Uh, King is actually has I'm played I'm playing Remnant. that game. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you this right now. That game hard as hell. Pause. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah. first one was difficult. This first one is, difficult. is 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 a part where I gotta defend against spikes flying, like arrows flying at me, hopping over something. They mm-hmm. hit you twice. You on your knees, and oh, by the yeah. time you get up, because I have this like to to get back into the fight perk. By the time you get up, the next arrow coming. You back down, boy. Yeah. Like so, I need friends to to join me. Usually, my friends are Fortnite friends. So when I say mm-hmm. something stupid, like I'm gonna play something else. Bye. See you. Have a good day. <laughs> good luck I, I over miss, there. I miss my people. There we go. Let's put the crust in the chat for E ranks. Welcome to the Realm Lord Bronze. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Look at my guy. So shady. That's that's yo. Listen, that's my Fortnite guy. And I love the fact that y'all was bothering him in the beginning because I would have never have reached out to him and made you know a, a good friend. And I reached out to him because I didn't like the bullying that he was receiving on Twitter, even though he could hold his own. Mm. That's so shady. And then um, me and him started kicking it in the background little by little, little by little. And then, you know, we, you know, let it slip that he let it slip that he's playing Fortnite. I'm like, yo, I'm on it, too. And um, he's just been a great friend, you know, playing Fortnite with him. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, so shady. That's my guy. You know, that's about it. Sorry. (laughs) I just saw him pop up in there, you know. There you go, Robert Kelly, two dollars super chat. The static is Xbox telling y'all not to snitch. Stop, we need snitch. <laughs> no, that was Zoom. <laughs> there we got Simon Brady, two pounds super chat. King, was it a low blow? Usyk got lucky. Um, nah, it wasn't a low blow. Uh, it was on the belt line. <clears throat> if you saw all the replays, that's why they're going to um petition this fight to to get a rematch. I don't know how far that goes because Usyk wants to fight Fury, but Fury has two fights with Ngannou that's on paper. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a boatload of money. So um, I think Usyk missed the boat. They were supposed to be fighting in September. Usyk was holding out. And be honest with you, I really don't think Usyk wants to fight Fury. I wouldn't want to fight Fury 
if that guy has so many question marks around him. He's 300 pounds, yeah. six, seven, six, nine, with a long jab and a right hand, and it can move from round one to round 12. I don't know how you do that and you're not on something. He has the best cycling that I've ever seen in my life. I do believe that he's on stuff, but that's casting aspersions because he beat my guy. At the same time, I would not want to fight that animal if he's not completely clean because you can't beat a guy with a good jab and a right hand that can fight on the inside. Mm. Impossible. Okay. We got Elliot Shlom Shlomovich, member for 39 months, Lord Bronze. Salute to the Lords. Much health and love to Lord Cog and King is really adopting his bot identity with the Optimus voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all I don't here. even... The, the reason that happened is because you guys told me to like unplug the zoom so when i unplugged it i don't know why but then king started sounding like that like you know my wife was texting me what's going on <laughs> I, I, I wish i wish that i knew what to do to autocorrect that because king was sounding pretty funny with that yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was hilarious imagine him doing like 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 a speech sounding like Optimus Prime. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Nah, too. Like nah, a, nah, Jama Jamaican ridiculous. gym with an Optimus Prime voice or something like that. <laughs> it's a Jamaican gym with Optimus Prime voice. Roll out. Roll out. <laughs> Roll out with my ginger beer. Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> the Otaku, two dollars even chat. Cargo show up and chaos ensues. Hashtag we need beefy. <laughs> yeah, facts. Right. Then we got Robert Kellett, two dollars super chat. Troubleshoot podcasting. Keep at it, guys. Yes, yes. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. All right. Now, so now we switch 4K. over. What up, baby? What up, Blaze? Good, brother. All right. Now, switch over to the current stream. We have N Bentley 2, $5 super chat. Apparently, stream has issues when you go without your hashtag beef brother. Beef broth. <laughs> oh, beef broth. <laughs> Get Bro. real soon, Lord Cognito. Oh, my God. Cognito. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and we got Corey Tidwell, $2 super chat. Addict just drop kicked that NDA. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, dip down. You're not getting Optimus Prime if Fortnite is over with, bro. You're late. You should have been playing when I was playing. It's mm. over with. Now nah, it's done. It's done. <laughs> then we got BT Maverick 707, $10 super chat. RIP to the MRI tube they tried to fit Beefy Cog into. <laughs> it's never going to walk the same again. Yo. <laughs> Jokes get well soon, Cog. You set the standard that we all should follow to the rest of the crew. HTL. Shout out to you. <laughs> Yo, that was, that was kind of weird. Bro. Ooh, wow. But I, I get it. I get it. I, I, it's a scenario. <sighs> then we have let's play with each other's joysticks. Here we $5 go. Dollar super chat. Starfield, Sea of Stars, none of that matters. Sob is the only star that I want inside my black hole. Hey, yo. Oh. Yo. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Back to you, Sob, with these super chat. <laughs> yo. Ooh, uh, uh, th thank you. Thank you for your support. Appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> then we have Simon Brandy, two pounds super chat. Forte is PS5 a new currency at GameStop. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> are, there, are there more PS5s coming in than usual? Oh man. No, it's he, about the it's about the like, same. Let me, stay, let me stay quiet on this one. <laughs> yeah, be quiet. Yeah, if we, we ain't gonna talk about the mountain the PlayStation 5s used I have in my store in the background. <laughs> mm. mm -mm -mm. All right, then we got Craig Hooligan, 
gifted one ILP membership, gifted, as we like to say, gifted, because we know how Craig gets it done. But thank you, Craig. We appreciate <laughs> <Bless> you. you. <laughs> then we got Fonz Gaming member for 27 months. Lord Bronze, brother. Four days and 14 hours until I get my hands on Starfield. Have a great show, Lawrence. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. You're going to have something. It'll be something. Mm. We'll talk about that soon. And we got JD Gamer, $2 mm. super chat. Hey, Forte to the rescue. Oh. <laughs> That's what's up. Forte to the rescue. Coming in, everything got fixed. Then we got Corey Tidwell, $2 super chat. Spider-Man 2 better let me swing the jersey. It ain't happening. Oh, well. So you might as well figure something else out because yeah. ain't it. Imaginary wall. Then we got four. Oh, God. Imaginary walls. There you go. You got a floor. At least you got a floor. Remember that? Puddle 2.0. Puddle 2.0. <laughs> then we got four. The legend. Two dollars. We chat. Phil doubled down on Remnant 2. Great game, honestly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. That. It's remember, a real good game. That, that Spider Man thing is an artistic change. <laughs> it was a design choice. <laughs> design choice. Then we have, let me see, Dreadpool. Five dollars. We chat. When I did shave back a century ago, I would look in the mirror at a stranger looking back at me. Finally, I'm able to watch ILP live. Shout out to you, sir. Appreciate Blessings, that. Dread. What's up? Breakfast with Dread, man. I mean, um, <laughs> breaking bread with Dread. Check that out. Awesome. And we got Blaze 4K, $5 super chat. Sony is God. <laughs> Expect no less from Blaze. Thank you, brother. Appreciate and it. even God can bleed. <laughs> <laughs> your god is dying <laughs> we have forgotten your god <laughs> there we have Corey tidwell five dollars super chat attic not feeling the parked that parked outside a school zone look Oh man! Then we got Lord Back to Roughness. You, <laughs> <laughs> then we have Lord Roughness with the two pounds super chat. Has anyone seen or heard from Sony? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Sony yet. came out and said, "Hey, take this and left." <laughs> and we have Hargit Chani five dollars. Chani, excuse me, Hargit Chani five dollars super chat. Do you think Starfield will outsell Spider-Man Two? Currently, Starfield is at forty-eight and Spider-Man at sixty-one on Amazon. How is it at GameStop oh, at Game Forte? Listen, this man trying to get in, get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> are you really not allowed to say stuff like that? Uh, not until they actually come out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I no, mean, but you know, shut. everybody <laughs> should know. If you think about it, Starfield's available in Game Pass. PlayStation doesn't do anything like that with Spider Man. So initially, Spider Man is going to probably have better pre order numbers just because mm -hmm. of that. I think Starfield's going to be the higher selling volume of game just for mm -hmm. the fact that it's going to have a longer tail just like skyrim did spider-man yeah. is like a one shoot thing like over the course of one or two years it's going to probably hit its maximum number skyrim i mean starfield is going to sell for years to come especially since it's on um pc day one yeah, yeah. and those a lot of pc guys Game Pass, be damned. They don't care. They're we're gonna buy it. Right, so. it's, it's gonna buy the game no matter what. <laughs> I yeah. love, I love their mentality. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going and buy it, baby. There we got JD Gamer five dollars super chat. Let me say it so the Lords can save, uh, save it till Thursday. Starfield is everything we think it is and more. It is a generationally, it is generationally transformative game of the game of the year and game of the generation. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. What that game of the generation, be. last generation? I don't know. Yeah. 
game of the I generation, mean, last to, generation. To me, it's it's always going to be the Last of Us Two. It's like I I really want to talk to Neil Druckmann. Back to really. you, Saul. <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's out of that and Red Dead Two, so I know you don't want to talk about that either. Yeah. <laughs> there we have Nam Omar, member for twenty four months, Lord Gold. Hit the like button for the Iron NDA Dudes podcast. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. <laughs> It's amazing that our go. community can literally turn anything into a joke. Yeah, like, it is. That's, that's <laughs> the great part about it. Then we yeah, have Cedric H. Gifted 10 ILP memberships. Let's put the crest in the chat for Cedric H. Thank Lessons. you, brother. Appreciate that. Then we have Queen Queen, Queen Beezy. $2 super chat. I'm making a beef pot roast today in honor of Cog. Shout out to you, Queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There we have, let me see. And that was the first super chat from Queen BZ. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's what's up. Then we have Homeless Bird, $5 <laughs> super chat. <laughs> Love to the lords and all the denizens of the realm. PSA, save often. Currently replaying several hours of, of P5, Persona 5 Royal, and it's not ideal. Mm. That is yeah, a that's one of those games. That's yeah. definitely a thing. That is definitely a thing. I would I would advise that for any game slash RPG. Especially stuff that's happening soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we have Necromancer Zale, gifted five ILP memberships. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Thank that, you. man. Then we got Craig Holigan, once again, member for 12 months, Lord Bronze. How many days since the Lords turned their PSVR 2 on? Um, I'm the only one on that has one. Um, unless Forte has one. Do you have one? That's a no. That's <laughs> that is a no. I can't even dignify that with a response. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny. It, were it not for the, the Starfield early access, I would have played some on my vacation. And I have not. So it's been quite some time. And it's, it's dusty. It's unfair, though, because there's some, some games that came out that are good. I just have not. But it's, How many layers of dust is on it? I'm going to wait for the thing to be uh, $200. Oh yeah, that is well worth it. And then I'll be right in. No, but, but to be fair, like they don't—they I mean, really have not done anything to make the Sony guy really want to come out, go out and buy that. They just haven't. Like, just haven't. You know, but the Sony needs support. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Forty just, million sold. I'm, I'm, I'm the agnostic dude that supported. It. I'm just like yeah, man, right. this, all I the just, Xbox dudes supported it. <laughs> I just can't see myself buying something that costs more than the console I bought. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it's got to at least mm -hmm. be less. Like, if it was like four hundred dollars, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, not five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm down for that. If it was the price of the fake handheld, yeah, I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> there we have Michael Mooney with the five pound super chat. What is the console palette amounts per current console? <laughs> Jeez. Yo, uh, uh, I guess that's a forte question. I don't, I don't know if he can answer that. <laughs> Then we got Nintendo, the Otaku, $2 super chat. The game of last gen was Breath of the Wild. No other answer. Okay. It's fair. I mean, it, that could be. It was it mine. Be. I, I doubt it, though. It was <laughs> mine. It's up there. Uh, then we have Parasite, 82 green, with the five pounds super chat. Uh, Dubois felt robbed. Dubois felt robbed last night, like uh, when lying, crying, wronging, wrongly advising Jim Ryan. Watch the Final Fantasy XIV coming to Xbox <laughs> announcement. Yo, you ain't lying, brother. Tell the truth, she ain't the devil. <laughs> All right, and we are done. We're caught up. Thank you. All. All right, that. so let's get to our first topic. 
uh, the power of the Series S is is it in question. And, you know, we can go back to the first article. This is brought to you by GamersRantMSN.com and True Achievements. Larian Studios CEO Swing Vick uh, believes that the Xbox Series S is not holding back the current generation of consoles, despite the lower specs compared to the Series X. Vick argues that the difference between the specs of the Series S and the Series X has been exaggerated and the Series S simply requires development efforts from studios. In June, Vic realized, revealed that the Microsoft engineers are assisting with Baldur's Gate 3, which might require some compromises on the Xbox, as the team has some difficulty getting split screen to work with the Series S. Vic also now said that that's that it's not the xbox series x that's holding back the development it takes development effort so with that being said we knew that they were going to uh, uh hold that uh console version for the series uh, for the series systems until next year well phil did an interview with ign and um he <laughs> with with destin and uh, during uh, gamescom and he announced that uh, that they were helping them out uh, to, to to get the game to the consoles. Well, Larian came out and said that the console versions will be coming out this year, minus the Series X having split screen, which will be announced at a later date. Microsoft doubled down on their tweet, talking about that they will help to get that uh, split screen up and running. My question to the realm is, is this pertinent news? And is the series s holding back this current gen is the lack of power i would like to go to forte first and give your thoughts on this subject matter all right so is this worthy news the only worthy news about this is the fact that xbox has come to the sense that they feel like they need to separate themselves when it comes to their parody clause when it comes to feature parody on games right that's the only thing that's really notable of that conversation because, you know, the people that spent the spent five hundred dollars on their console shouldn't be held back for a feature that's not available on another one. You know, especially when it's a very small sample size of people that actually take advantage of that feature. Not right. saying those people are important because they are, but ain't nobody really looking for it like that. So I think that was like the biggest thing that I took from just that part of it. I've never, I never thought the Series S held back development of games. I did, I did think it made it probably a little bit more intensive for them to be able to focus in and actually say, "Oh, pay by numbers, and this is going to be easy." You know, when you got three of the four consoles pretty much around the same spec, you know, Xbox Series X more a little bit more powerful than PS5. And you do have an outlier in the S being a little bit, not a little bit, you know quite a bit less powerful it still it still has the same c uh cpu the gpu is the thing that's good but then we got a memory issue but that's the same thing they deal with on pc every day you right. deal with that every time you you make a game for pc you're dealing with not you're dealing with hundreds of different you know specs of console of pcs and stuff so it's definitely going to take more effort the s is definitely not holding back anything i just think it just really showcases how developers want things to be as easy as possible so they can get their games out as fast as possible. And I can't be mad at them about that. But the biggest thing is, as long as we're in a, in a world where 
The only difference between SNX games is resolution and frame rate. And the feature part of it is basically just say, okay, you know what you're buying into by buying this cheaper spec system. You're not going to get all the bells and whistles that the next generation Xbox Series X is going to have. Then I think that's going to be the best thing. This is all blown out of proportion because it was kind of promised in a statement that these systems were going to kind of be the same. And that kind of happened not to be the thing. So uh, it's kind of a, a nothing burger at this point, but I do like the fact that Xbox decided to do this. They're showing that they're willing to adapt. They're showing that they're willing to change their stance on stuff like that. And it takes games like a Baldur's Gate 3 being at a 96, 97 Metacritic game of the year contender, not being on your platform for that year. That definitely mm-hmm. does sway the opinion to say, hey, we got to get this game on our console. What do we need to do it? Well, let's make let's make some concessions to do that and that's what they did and i feel like that's going to be something they're going to do in the future once you do it once you really don't have a problem doing it again all right uh lord sovereign your thoughts yeah i mean i i agree with forte 100 like the thing about the only thing that the that the series as sort of brings different to the table is that it is one more skew that they have to worry about, right? And then when you think about the console space, it, it's really something that we haven't seen in the console space. When you have, a, you know, we have a multiple skews to worry about on the same platform, right? So that that is just something that, again, devs have been dealing with this forever, forever on the PC side. And if they start, you start making PC games that obviously are on the console as well, that is something that, that you're going to have to deal with. So it's it, it's just what it is. It's more work. It's more optimization. It takes more time. And so I can see somebody, whatever, getting frustrated and being like, yeah, it's the Series Us's fault, whatever, because we have to also focus on this. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is just what it's, it's a matter of time and, and resources to optimize and get it on there. Um, and, that, and that's pretty much it. Like it isn't that it's specifically gimping and the, the ability to do certain things or whatever, like, cause you go into it already knowing. And I think it was great that Phil sort of pointed this out. You go into it knowing you're spending half the money almost essentially to get a console that is still considered a next generation console. You cannot expect it to perform the same as a series X. You just can't like if, if it did, if it did, then right. Right, some, Microsoft is doing something very right on the dev side and very wrong on the marketing side, right? So, Definitely. so it is one of those things like it's it's a dumb argument because at the end of the day, you know what you're getting. It's it, nobody argues when it says, "Oh, it can't do ray tracing," or oh, "It can't do 4K." They told you from the jump that that console mm-hmm. is a 1080p slash 1440p, and that 1440p is a very uh, it's a right. 1080p console. Fine, right? But you get the bells and whistles of what the X could do with a lot of the other stuff in terms of mostly frame rate, right? And even then, they still haven't utilized it fully. And we talked about how the fact that a lot of that secret sauce has been talked about from the beginning of the generation for both S and X isn't really there. Like, it's not really there. And hopefully with FSR 3, (laughs) we start to see it more because it's it's like, come on, you have these things you talked about that's built into the metal of these systems. Let's utilize it so they can punch above their weight. Um, I remember having Jason Ronald on. We talked about how this was the first time I felt that the secret sauce that was being talked about wasn't pie in the sky. It was like real, and you right. could see it, and you could see it on the PC side where it was like, yo, wait a minute. Where this stuff really works. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was one of those things where they said it, 
And they said it, 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 it works for both PC and console. And seeing it work on the PC side, I'm like, okay, this is viable, right? This is not ES RAM and, and, and the cloud working <laughs> yeah, together. Blast, yeah, blast master processor, right? <laughs> this is this is going to work. So it's been disappointing that stuff has been slow to, to sort of come to fruition and, and show in games. There have been some games that have utilized it. Like I remember there was talk around Scorn and stuff like that. But again, you want to see it in... The most popular games you want to right. see it in the game that everybody's going to want to play right so um so yeah to me that that is that um the series s will and again there'll be more discussions about what the series s can do um later in the week <laughs> but um <laughs> it is one of those things where it's like it's it's a non-starter i think it was it was smart on microsoft's part to do it i don't know if they do it again right because they just the pushback they've gotten I don't know if they do it again. Maybe with next gen, they do what Sony did and give you two SKUs, one with a disk drive and one without, and that's how they differentiate. I don't know if they do it again because there's been a lot of pushback, <laughs> a lot of hassle, and a lot of, you know, we, we don't know. But they're going to do what's best for them. And the numbers may tell the tale. At the end of the day, yep. if, this is a if this is a money game and a numbers game, yep. then I, I could see it happening again. Um, so, hey, whatever works for them. But again, I. It, it's a non-starter. I'm glad that they sat down. It was always weird to me that the parody thing was a thing simply because, well, like we just said, the console is not as capable as an X. So when you talk about feature parody, especially, but, you know, yeah. you got you to you think about the fact that the, fe the, the features also include stuff that is dependent on the power of the console, right? right. <laughs> and something like hmm. some the, the, you know, couch co-op and stuff like that is something that the X could probably do considerably better than the S. So, but Larian did say that it really wasn't the console itself; that it, it was, was more that it needed development time. It needed uh, you know, time, a lot for it. A time yeah. and may maybe a little bit of a, a nudge, you know, <laughs> a exactly. little bit of a cash nudge in, in, in the right direction. You know, <laughs> cash hey, in the right I'm, direction. I'm just saying, I'm just saying to to make it happen quickly, right? <laughs> and I, I think Phil realized, to, like Forte's point, like. This is a game that came out and kind of took over the zeitgeist. We're talking very yep. high Metacritic scores. So now it's in the eye. Everybody's sort of watching out for it. So for Xbox to miss out on that zeitgeist and, and be completely out of the year uh, without, you know, Baldur's Gate 3, I think it was the right move on Phil's part to try, try to get that moving as quickly as possible and still have it within this calendar year where it can almost count as a second launch on for the for the game on Xbox consoles, right? Um, so I, I'm excited to see when it comes to Xbox because again, I think I think the thing that really really helped with that conversation too was the fact that Larian never came out and dogged the S. Yeah, they never didn't. came out and said that we're having. They never even said that they had an issue with the S. They just said right. you can't get split screen working. Um, and we had to delay the game. They never talked about the power of the system. They never talked about nope. any miscomings or shortcomings that the console had. So of both of these developers, when they do come out, they instantly go to the lower common denominator and say the S is holding this back. Larian yeah. never did that. So it's easier for Phil Spencer to go. And we all, it, it feels a very level-headed person just listening and talking, just hearing from him and stuff. He probably went into this like, hey, I'm going to help this studio out as much as I can because they didn't throw us under the bus like most other developers did. So it kind of probably gave him a little bit extra uh, incentive to go in and say, hey, let's make this happen for this studio. Not only because they have a really, really good game on their hands that we don't want to miss out on, 
but they've been super respectful during this whole process when it comes to that. And I think a lot of people don't think of stuff like that when it comes to these these uh, negotiations behind I, yeah. the scenes. Yeah. I think it's yeah. you know it's great business practice. But let me get Lord Attic in on this because this is your topic, Attic, uh, and I, I wanted your, you to round this out. What did you think about this? Being that you brought this to the realm, talk to me. You're muted. My bad. I think when it comes to this, that there's there's clearly some limitations on the Series S. I don't necessarily think it's if if the machine can't do it, it's how long it's going to take to do it. Right. And you know that might delay certain things. And you know, e even though Xbox is willing to put that kind of research and development, and you know, extend development cycles a few months to get games working properly on the series that's that doesn't mean that you know third party or, or even you know smaller dev teams are going to be able to afford to do that you got triple a people uh you know the publishers like we don't care like <laughs> we, we we we'll just drop it and i think you you've seen that uh throughout the time look we've heard from multiple devs that you know that this this can be done it's just how long it's going to take and Unfortunately, some developers and publishers they they're not going to wait that that amount of time. Mm -hmm. True. All right, so I'll just finish up the topic. Uh, it's it's kind of like what I said. Phil comes around. Hey, listen. Uh, can we get this going? You know, because uh, you do want this title, and if you, if you are, your console, your brand is known as the king of the RPGs. And you can't have this RPG out there without adding it to your arsenal for the year. You want to stay in between that zeitgeist. Uh, I knew it wasn't coming out in September. I'm pretty sure it was just a strategic move on Larian's part to make sure that they miss Starfield on the Xbox platform. Because, you know, being launched in Game Pass, I don't think that you can compete. Uh, the anticipation for the Xbox fan base, I don't think that you can compete with that. So, you know, launching on Sony, they don't have anything in September. Put it on PC. PC dudes is going to gravitate to it anyway. Uh, all of us people, I was, listen, I was going to buy Stadia for the game, to be honest with you. And I was going to keep that 100. As soon as the game come out, I was going to get it. So you're going to get the people that want the game to get the game. The Xbox gamer seemed at that point in time to be left out. Phil turned around, double back, double back. Listen, what we need to get this done. Apparently, money talks BS walks, all right? And I said that before. I told people that I didn't believe a lot of things that certain people say. And listen, I'm a skeptic by heart, right? And you have to prove to me. Well, they proved to me that was BS. Because <laughs> a week ago, it was next year, and now it's this year, right? But they also drop in uh, the split screen. Because if the split screen is giving you some hassle, we don't know to what level the split screen is giving hassle. We don't know if it's making it crash. We don't know if it's slowing it down. We don't know anything. But the assumption is that it doesn't work, right? And that's pre pretty much the narrative from a certain fan base. Oh, <laughs> you can't get it to work on your box. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can't get RDNA 2 on your box. But we're going to talk about something different. RDNA 2 is coming out next week. You won't have any of it. Uh, so but you want it to be I, on the uh, Xbox. I do and want little to man to do it. One thing I do I just, want to be fair on yeah. is we have seen this be like a thing. Like they abandoned split screen and the Forza franchise. It's the first time they've ever done that. Like I do feel like there is a common denominator here. And if the common denominator is Little Man, 
let it be known. But is the common denominator little man or is it the fact that we as technologically advanced medium don't use split screen anymore? And if the metrics is so far low, do you even put development time in a feature that is not being utilized by the majority of the fan base? You know, back in the days when everybody mm -hmm. was sitting next to each other playing Mario Kart, yeah, that was something totally different. The metrics to that spoke to that. So you had to fundamentally start from when you're developing. This has to be in part of parcel. You mean, with, with the literally, game. they built the consoles with four four controller ports, this right? Was but, to happen. Yeah. Right. So it, it this is the this is a huge problem when it gets to this space. Do we actually need some of the old stuff that we were used to having in the box just for the sake of checking off a box? I don't know when the last time I used split screen in anything. All the guys that I do play, I play with my friends online, right? Half the time I'm sitting in my house in my boxes. There's nobody next to me. And if my wife is sitting next to me, she damn sure don't have a control in her hand. She's just looking at me and saying, I don't even know how you do this all day long. But that's where we are now. So is it something that we're holding on to? Like a lot of us hold on to the physical copy. I had one guy that was inside my DM and he said, you know, he's having a problem with GameStop. And he they told him that he wouldn't get his physical copy of Starfield into the six. And I was like, that's crazy. Right. He said, what should I do? I said, you have Game Pass. Yes. He said, yes, because he got the collector's edition of the Starfield and he wants the steel case. He wants it. I said, well, play it inside Game Pass. And then when it comes to your house, you have it. It's a win-win situation. So I said, this kind of avoids that problem. But let's say he just only wanted physical. You know, we're at a point now where it really doesn't matter if we're holding on to old tropes. He's an old trope holder. Right, me it didn't bother me. I said I have the digital. I don't ever care to see a stockpile in the corner anymore. That was more of um, a measuring stick. Your friends come over, look at all the games I got. Mm -hmm. How many friends are coming over my house for me to say, look at the games I got? I see people online taking pictures of stacks and stacks of old games. I just see store. I'll story be your things. friend, King. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but now when we when people show you the games and they take a Fine, screenshot of all the games in a digital library, the digital library is a currency now. What I'm just saying is, are we blowing it out of proportion with something that is a relic to the community? And should we even care? So I mean, I heard from you guys, and you know, Forte, you hit it out the park. Uh sovereign, you know, um addict, same thing. I think it's really a nothing burger. And for those people that do need it, please, I would love to see your metrics. <laughs> be uh -huh. honest with you. <laughs> if you have a Series S and you're, you're really concerned about this, please let me know how much you play split screen. I, maybe you had an idea that you was going to play with your kids or whatever. I don't know. But uh, again, they're going to work on it. Microsoft came out and doubled down and said, they, you know, they're going to work really hard to get that out. And I think that is really Larian Studios' uh, biggest thing. But let's get to these super chats so we can get to the next topic because we're balling on all cylinders. We're moving and we're grooving. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Give me one second. Da, 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 da. Roll back a little bit. Uh, Rabbit Salvation. $2 super chat. <laughs> God dang. Uh, let me see. Uh, $2 super chat. The Witcher 3 was game of the generation. 
<laughs> Shout out to Rapid Salvation. That's what's up. Then we have X XD Mellow Seven, five dollars for chat. A vegan episode with no beef in sight. <laughs> Thank you for always saving my labor yeah. Sundays. Long live the king and the crew. Yeah, king and them other guys. It's, it's, here, it's, <laughs> here, it's here to provide. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Robert Kellett, $2 Super Chat. Immortals runs at 490p on Series S, lacking beef. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, Immortals is kind of a technical sort of beast. So it is. It's uh, out of control. Oh, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. I yeah. see it. It's crazy. So I it's, think I, I think yeah. Digital Foundry broke it down. It's like, yeah, this is pushing consoles. Period. So, yeah. yeah, it's the Unreal Engine Five, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. care what anybody say. I believe that they didn't really take an account how much of a, a, um, a hog that engine is with all the fluff. And I think by the time we get to the next consoles, they would have mitigated a lot of that fluff and bloat inside that uh, yeah. Yeah. that engine. I think a little bit again going back to the pandemic and COVID, like i think the implementation of ue5 got delayed somewhat right yes yeah. it's, it's kind of late we're coming into what the third year third 33 and a half years of these console cycles and very little in the way of ue5 sort of and it's like we're on the first year yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so let me see that we have jd gamer ten dollars super chat question yep. to the panel what do you think the secret sauce is going to do for the Xbox Series XS and and by and by that I mean the ML on chip machine learning that isn't on the PS5? What will uh, AI be able to do? Well, that's the thing. It's all theoretical. We don't know what it'll be able to do because there's been nothing to utilize it. So we don't know. I mean, we I think we talked about this a long time ago. We yeah. Jason, Jason Ronald on is like the hope and the expectation was. AI that feels more realistic, right? That's more reactive to your actions and things like that. Um, in terms of generally what we expect out of a, a next-gen console will probably be like denser worlds that feel more mm -hmm. alive, you know, in, in a GTA game, being able to go into more buildings, stuff like that. Um, but again, it's a matter of when we're going to see it. But that's kind of what we think we're hoping well, I for. I mean, it, for the fact that Microsoft is leading the industry along with Elon Musk um, with AI, and mm -hmm. you felt, you know, that them purchasing ChatGPT and all this other stuff, that they would be able to streamline some of this uh, tech, right? right. And, and and have it work inside the box. I don't. I'm not a developer, so I don't know what the development tools look like. How robust uh, some of these things are, or are they online? You know, when it comes to your development. But I think the games that we're getting now were started a long time ago and i think the game's coming from the future on because there's one game in particular i'm super excited to see on tuesday that we can't talk about yet that we'll talk mm -hmm. about later but that game from what everything that i heard is using all that tech that they talked about so i want to see it i better see it and if i don't see it then i'll then i'm on a downward spiral but if i do it see it then you know i'm on an upward spiral then we have Lord Roughness, five pound super chat. Like all little mayor owners, I expect to lose out on some features. Now, BD3 is a great graphics turn based RPG. Give me the game. I don't need co op. That's what's up, Roughness. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. And we got Hargit Chani, member for 26 months, Lord Gold, just pointing out switches two SKUs in the same system, docked and undocked. Pretty sure there were differences between PS4 and PS4 Pro and the One versus One X. Should BG3 launch in Game Pass? I think it should. Those are all valid points, Hargi, that they are. Those are technically two SKUs. But when you think about it, it's a little different because they were asked from the start of the generation, hey, there's going to be two SKUs. 
and the differences, if you think about the different differences between these consoles that you point out and the Series S as opposed to the X, the differences are a little more pronounced, right? It, the, the, the differences in RAM and things of that nature. The Pro versus the PS4 versus the PS4, the thing about that was that they were never going to develop exclusively for the Pro, right? right. The Pro was an afterthought. Now, when you're talking about the Series S and the X coming out day and date together, yeah. that's a different consideration altogether. I'm going to tell you right now, most people didn't care about developing for the Pro unless it was Sony first party and not even them really, right? Um, yep. Same thing with the Switch. The Switch, no, nobody's really thinking about the little bit of extra power that, that you're going to get from the Switch docked. So it's different because the considerations are more pronounced, I think. You don't get no power from the Switch dock. Yeah, you don't. Unfortunately, you don't. And the Switch so, Lite, the Switch Lite is the same machine. It's just in a in a cheaper it plays, <laughs> It plays five less games that the regular Switch plays. Yeah. Pl- PlayStation even came out and talked about the reason they made a Pro, and it wasn't for it wasn't really for, uh, even though they put 4K gaming on the box, which marketing uh, 101, mm-hmm. it was mostly because of VR. VR yeah. was the main reason yeah. they did that. They said and that. Then, it helped with that more than anything else. And then the one, the one X, the one X was a GPU bump. You had the same CPU, yep. so the game was running the same. You had 4K capability for sure, but beyond that, at the at the core, unless there were old games and bad compat, they really weren't doing much in terms of performance with the one X. So it was all about the marketing. That's yeah. well, if, if you look um, at it, that's it. I, it's marketing. I, I, I can push back against that. Those games that were initially using the one X power. You, you could say the Forza, um, the yeah, what, Assassin's Creed uh, Origins, and the Crackdown. Those those three games that they showed us when we was at the Fan Fest, and I got a chance to talk with the devs in the background. They actually utilized the X. They actually utilized. Oh, the, the HDR internet, you know, for sure. 4K, the HDR was yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 4K. So that was the first time that Microsoft decided that we're going to take the power narrative back. So the PlayStation Four Pro in my opinion, was necessary for the VR. But it also gave it a boost when it came Mm -hmm. to other games. So it was necessary in there. I think the pro versions of consoles are necessary for elitists like ourselves who want to (laughs) put a game on on console at a higher fidelity. But do they actually uh, develop for a specific skew? I don't believe they do. I believe that it's more of it takes advantage of the overhead, the machine it does, and it knows when you put the game in that it's going to run at the highest fidelity. And, you know, nobody cared before when you had a PlayStation Pro and there were certain um, resolutions that was afforded to you opposed to the the lowest skew console and this is the same thing with the series s you know there's certain things that will be afforded to you playing on the higher console and we should just come to acknowledge that and know that to be a fact and don't cry and moan if you do want certain obstacles to be removed then you do have the ability to take that console go trade it in and go get the series x console and therefore removes that barrier that you feel that is there invisibly to you so if you want that co-op just go down there and take that little man that you because you was cheaping out in the beginning <laughs> and you brought little man. Now you're trying to figure out how you're gonna get steak and potatoes with it. No, you get the steak, you just not getting the potatoes. You want the mm-hmm. potatoes, go trade that potato in and go get a series <laughs> and there you go. 
<laughs> there we have JD Game with five dollars super chat. Once Microsoft buys Larian Studios, Square, and Sega, then they will be the RPG masters of the world. When you, you, I need you to come to my job one day next know. week, JD, so we can talk about your slanderous stuff that you've been yeah, Always objective takes of JD Game. Love him, <laughs> he love does him. this right in front of me. Well, he literally talks <clears throat> to customers at my store and be like, Yeah, this, that, the other. I was like, You crazy. <laughs> Don't buy this, buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got JD Gamer again, $5 super chat. Incoming ad. Xbox is the only place to play the biggest RPGs in the world. BG3 and Starfield only available on the Xbox, all launching in 2023. Play with us. Yeah, this is true. Aaron Greenberg. There you go. Yeah, you, you got your slogan right there. <laughs> I think Microsoft knows this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there we got gamers play HUDX Zero, member for 33 months, Lord Bronze. What up, Lords? It seems like a lot of fanboys or gotcha boys are all over and trying to get people to call out Bethesda and stop the hype. Hold the line. Bro, it's you uh, the knockout blow is imminent, bro. <laughs> when yeah. I'm telling you the knockout blow is coming, it's coming. Then we got Zip Davis, $5 super chat. Only a week left until Starfield slumps. Big link. <laughs> we going, we going in Peter Moore style, taking all these punks head on. Ooh, wee. <laughs> I do think that this year's game of the year is going to come between Starfield, Zelda, and Boulder's Gate. Like, I don't think look. I love Spider-Man, and I think Spider-Man is going to be a fantastic experience. But for some reason, part of me doesn't think that's in the game of the year. Yo, I'm so upset that this is the second time my Spider-Man will hit the streets, and he's not going to get game of the year. And it's going to be game of the year for me. I don't care what really happens, to be honest with you. I'm a, Listen, I'm a Spidey head, so I don't care who wins. I know I'm going to pick Spider-Man, that's so be glad I'm not voting. <laughs> <laughs> there we got let me see uh chanan israel with the five dollars super chat canadian dollars let us all please have a moment of silence for all the parents who buy a ps portal for their kids but don't own a playstation <laughs> yeah oh, we're gonna, we're we about to get here. busy we, on this we, topic we, yeah we're we gonna need <laughs> we're gonna need some educated store associates to really <laughs> parse this stuff out for real then we have a grumble, grumble, $5 super chat. If Xbox was lead platform, would Series S be as big of an issue? Xbox will be lead platform by the end of this gen, beginning of next gen, in my opinion. Yeah. Then I, we I, have, I don't think it'd be an issue, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. And we have Parasite82 Green with the five pounds super chat. Gaming Forte's background keeps making me think of Def Jam Icon <laughs> on 360. <laughs> that game was the... Was the the bomb okay i'm trying to see this and fight for new york was fired too yes yeah. I, I, put I didn't like back there i didn't like icon I, I i liked what they were kind of doing the concept but fight for new york was oh my god fight for new york was what's up Woof. then we got halo reach around two dollar <laughs> super chat had <laughs> a good trouble smooth attic got my hardware overheating like a ps4 <laughs> <laughs> think that deserves a think that deserves a thigh slap attic. I really do. Yeah, hey, you're looking for your thighs, baby. <laughs> too too busy in uh producer mode. 
Then we have Chris R, $5 Super Chat. King makes a good point on digital games, but it depends on the company. Xbox carries over your library while Nintendo will make you buy it all again. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully with this new Nintendo online thing, it'll be in the service and they realize that they can milk you that way. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't think so. I think Nintendo needs their hands smacked to the point of doing this. Don't ever forget Microsoft was, Mm -hmm. I mean, even though they are the leaders in the market and game, uh, revival and and, and, uh, keeping them safe but um uh, what 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 we what do we call that uh sovereign you was calling it before it's uh, game uh, preservation preservation preservation. yeah and i think microsoft leads the charge but do they lead the charge only because they're in last place i mean i don't know right but is it a, a factor that could be considered I believe so. They got they, they figured out a way to do it at a time when they needed to get back into good graces of people. So if they were if they were the market leader at the time and they figured out back compact, would they have tried to monetize it? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Like you don't know, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. But uh yeah, Nintendo is definitely gonna monetize it, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Then we got Chris R, five dollars. Oh, we read that already. Thank you, Chris R. Then we got Lord Ruffless, two pounds super chat. Co-op is a 20-year-old relic, a niche, and now an excuse. That's yeah. true. There's no need. Co-op, not co-op, couch co-op, right? Yeah, couch uh, co-op. Then we have Boss Red 77, $2 super chat. Man, I got two Xbox Series S's. What do I need split screen for? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go over there and, and go, play over there. And then you go, somebody on one TV, like we used to do in the old days. Not like right? me. <laughs> Get out of my room. Stop, stop watching my screen, baby. Yeah. Stop watching my screen. Stop cheesing me, man. Stop cheesing me, bro. <laughs> then we got Slobo back slap member for 38 Buzz Lord Bronze. The first descendant is greater than destiny. By the way, Whoa. I hope Forte isn't managing the stream. <laughs> <laughs> we got it right. We got it right now. Then let's put the crust in the chat for Lord Bronze, the angry therapist MD. Shout out to you, sir. <laughs> Bless him, brother. Thank you. Oh, I like that Dr. Doom. Yeah. Yeah, that's, nice. yeah, that's what's up. Then we have Marvin Ginyard, two dollars super chat. Let's save the Appalachian platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I thought we were saving the endangered series S, but that's yeah. what's up. <laughs> then we got Forza Legend, two dollars super chat. Gears four and five look outstanding on the Xbox One X. They do. They yeah. absolutely do. Rage. Uh, what was it? Uh, HDR, right? HDR, yep. 4K. But again, performance is largely unaffected because. The Jaguar cores are just not what now yeah, up. Right. Uh, let me see. Then we have Sasquatch in time. <laughs> Two dollars super Sasquatch in time. Two dollars super chat. Take oh, split screen, but give disc read drive add-on. Uh, yeah, I, I think they might do that same thing too. You know, I think Sony will. Have, it's coming out with that at some point, right? And I think it's smart. Give people the choice. Then we have Nintendo on the Otaku. Two dollars super chat. Uh, let me see. Uh, Starfield won't get a 96 meta or sell 20 million in one month. It won't. <laughs> He's comparing it to Zelda, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. I mean, uh, what other games are going to do what Zelda did? Yeah, yeah. that's not that's too many. Well, it can have that, but it ain't going to get game of the year. So you can keep that there, but <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Then we have K Asante, $20 super chat. Starfield isn't, isn't using all features, to my understanding, since it started third party. While mm-hmm. some optimization can be done, 
but some like mesh shaders, which offsets RAM limits on the S can't be patched in later. Salute the ILP. Yeah, there's just certain things that if the game wasn't built from the ground up within the Microsoft ecosystem, yep. it's probably stuff unless they decide to go back and start from scratch, which they did not I don't do. Think so. Yeah, it's, it's certain things they're just not going to have, right? Um, but again, we will talk. Yeah, well, I want to see what the modders are going to do when the modders get a hold of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, we're caught up. Next topic. All right, that's what's up. So we're going on to the next topic. The next topic is my topic, <laughs> which is really funny. And um, this topic is brought to you by CNET, uh, story <laughs> by uh, Scott Stein, uh, Sony's PlayStation Portal, portal for the PlayStation 5, what we know so far. So Sony came out and uh, gave out uh, a list of things. Uh, this, this, it, was, it was pretty extensive, the stuff that we did get a chance to see. We got a chance to see the Elite headset. We got a chance to see some earbuds, uh, the PlayStation Link, and we also got a chance to see the name of the, the Q light, or the Q, whatever it was, uh, the code name. It's now named PlayStation Portal. Sony is making a return to gaming handhelds in a sense. The PlayStation Vita is the last gaming handheld is long gone. But earlier this year, Sony had announced a surprise new device, Project Q. It looked very much like a giant display fused with a DualSense controller from a PlayStation 5. That handheld became the PlayStation Portable at PlayStation Portal at 200 and eh, some tax gaming device coming at the end of this year cnet has already gotten a chance to play with it sony has also detailed more information on its own site the handheld which should play all playstation 5 games over wi-fi has an 8 inch hd lcd screen and a controller that has all the features of the DualSense that's standard on the playstation 5 the analog 6 are a bit smaller but the layout is otherwise absolutely the same streaming handhelds are defined are a defined now trend with the android devices like logitech's g cloud and the razor's edge the play the pc gaming related devices like the steam deck and augs rally ally Oh, I love my ally. But the portable is specifically made as a second screen and a local play option for the PlayStation 5, not as a cloud streaming or standalone device. Alternatives also exist. The backbone one for your gaming controller that also fits your phone. Now that we got all the information and we heard about the limitations as far as no Bluetooth in the box. Um, what else? Uh, that it only works with the 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 earbuds and it doesn't work with the headset even though they both have link uh it's a, an attractive looking device but i want to ask you guys and i want to bring it to the realm and i'm going to start off with all lord attic first uh what do you believe is the relevance of this machine being released and do you believe that uh it accentuates your existing hardware that you do have with the playstation 5 oh one second uh, let me give a shout out to the 1023 watching now if this is your first time uh joining the realm please like follow and subscribe hit the notification button and no i'm not the normal host lord beefy is not here he's <laughs> uh, being released from the hospital at too much he's, he's <laughs> pause but uh please give uh well wishes out to lord cognito is uh our natural host he will be back in this seat uh following mm -hmm. next week when we come back from pax but this is iron lord's podcast and thank you for showing up please hit that like button uh lord attic please let me know your thoughts on the playstation reveal you say of the whole suite of stuff and um largely around the playstation portal 
I don't watch um I don't know what sports this individual's in. But what's that mean where he's like, we don't care? It's like look, like I got a Steam Deck, I got a Switch. If I'm gonna I guess this is gonna work out for certain things, but to me, the indie games that I would play, I could just play on the Steam Deck. Right. Like I don't see myself playing like God of War on this. I don't see myself playing whatever the next last of us for the most part i'm going to want to sit down and actually play something i don't see the i don't see the market for this like right. if you could take this out and about i could see the market for it but i just don't personally see people sitting on their couch playing this on the tab now now kofi a shout out to kofi he brought up a good point if this could be integrated into their games to be kind of like a Wii U pad where, you know, the inventory is in the middle and, and they use it as like a controller too, I could see that working better. But as just like walking around, you know, I, I guess, you know, if I'm if I'm fighting a, a Valkyrie in God of War and I got to go to use the bathroom, I guess I could play this on the throne. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's just to me in my personal I don't see the use for me now. Obviously, th- there's a lot of scenarios where you know you got, you got kids fighting over the TVs. I got three TVs. I don't have to worry about that. I got I got my computer set up. I got plenty of places to play this, so I particularly don't have to worry about that. Okay. I can see a market in some way, shape, or form. But once again, is an Ally or a Steam Deck more of an approach than this? That's that's my question, and mm. and at the end of the day, it's like you know I, I can see some people using it, but it's just to me, this thing's in the bushes. Like wow. two hundred dollars, it that's that's a good price, you know. I think it's cheaper. Yeah, it's a than, price. I think it's cheaper than the. Uh, I think you lost a bet because of this, didn't you? Oh well, it wasn't a bet. It was well, sort of. It was 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 it Tom Tom Warren or Tom Henderson? Um, Tom Henderson. Tom it was Henderson, Henderson right? Uh yeah, so Tom Henderson told me I told I, I thought it would be three hundred dollars if it came out, and it wasn't a bend the knee. It was more or less he said that I'll buy one for you, if if it's three hundred dollars. He kind of knew the price that they was working with. I thought that uh, and when I get to the part, I will elaborate a little bit more. I thought that it would be certain other tech that should be that is normalized in the marketplace at this point in time in the box and. That tech isn't there. So, of course, uh, if something costs you $12 to make, uh, you can actually get it out the door for $200. So I was under assumption of other things. But uh, shout out to you. Definitely, Tom. You definitely got that. And, you know, um, remember, you lost your eyebrows. So, uh, you know, let's keep your eyebrows. So. I, guess, I guess to me, you know, Send if that. you like this, cool. <laughs> but it's just not going to do nothing for me. You know, okay. if I want play the majority see the thing is that i would only play games that make sense on the move right like that i can't play on the switch they got their first party stuff the only games that make sense for me to play is games that you know a lot of indie games i would play like sea of stars on it right i guess i could make that but I, at that point now i'm not a primary playstation user oh, okay so That's what I if i if i cared more about trophies i don't even really care about achievements these days but I, if, if i can get achievements or trophies i prefer achievements over trophies because i have more achievements and you know it goes on to a bigger goal 
So I can understand maybe a trophy, you know, an actual PlayStation fan might want this more than me. But since trophies isn't a factor to me, I'd rather play the Steam version on on the Steam Deck. I feel that. And uh, okay, so Forte, I'm 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 intrigued to hear your opinion about it, being that you're in the retail aspect of it, and you know, um, I'm pretty sure that once this was announced, the uh, the pre-orders went live. What have you been seeing from your aspect of it? Because you have a unique aspect that none of us uh, on this panel share. Ah, man. So pre-orders have not gone live yet because PlayStation doesn't know what they're going to do with it. We don't know if they're going to make it exclusive to the PlayStation Store like they did with most of their hardware at first. So they haven't really given any information on that yet. For People have asked about it, but the biggest thing... I worry about is the people are people buying what they think they're getting because a Mm. lot of people see PlayStation portal and they see a handheld. Do they know that this thing is Wi-Fi? Do they know Mm -hmm. that you can only stream to it? Is that a that information? Yes, it's out there, but we already know most of the buying, you know, consumers don't aren't as educated on this type of stuff as us. Right. So it's kind of relied upon us as the associates or the people that sell it to them to let them know, like, hey, do you have do you know what this does? You know, it was just like when a person would buy a connect game. It was like, hey, do you have a connect? Because people right. would just see a game, they'd be like, Oh, this looks cool. Well, do you have the thing that this can be worked, this can be used on? For myself, I can't do it. First of all, I feel like it's a disrespect to the word PSP because I feel right. like the PSP is one of the best panhels that was ever made. And I just felt like they should have came with a different name for it, like a different acronym or something, because I, it just it just doesn't sit right with me for it to you be know, that. Forte, imagine being a PSP Vita two guy that wants this platform to come back, <laughs> wants this handheld to be rejuvenated, and not only do they make you something you didn't ask for, but they give it the PSP and they <laughs> give they give it the name of the of the one great Crazy, well not right? one great handheld they had a couple of them but I like the Vita yeah I like the Vita Vita was cool yeah. I just think for the most part I think because the Nintendo like people look at well people do it on a Switch right but the Switch was from day one conceived to do exactly what it's doing right now exactly. The system that w- this is a this is an add on feature to a system that is predominantly your not even predominantly it's only uses for when you're at home, and you use it when you're at home. So give yes, is it cool to give people an extra incentive to like say like Lord Attic said you can go to the throne and you can play God of War Ragnarok on it. I think most people just pause the game and just go to the bathroom. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, right. like at first, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, the higher you get up in age, takes a little bit longer. You're going to be in there a little longer. So, you know, <laughs> I got to focus and concentrate. But <laughs> so I don't want to deal with trying to, you know, figure out my inventory management when I'm doing something like that. So I think, yes, it's some people are going to buy it. They're going to buy it just because like people like tech and stuff. Uh, people like to be on the cutting edge and things like that. If they ever did like little updates that did make it like a controller, I can see exactly what Kofi was talking about, where it's more an extension of the game that you're playing and you can use it in other aspects. Then I can see the value being there, but I just don't see a place for the consumer with this product that right. you only are tied to the house. It's like you, 
it's like you're stuck in the house. Like people say, yeah, you can be on Wi-Fi like at Starbucks or something. As long as your PlayStation, no, you can still get access to it. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like it, that internet ain't the greatest either. <laughs> it's like you ain't gonna never get better internet than the internet in your own house. So if you right. ain't gonna use it in your own four walls, what is this good for? And if I want to play a game that's intensive like that where I care enough, I'm just gonna play it on my TV. That that's my big thing. Is like who is this for? Like really? Uh-oh. Like who is this for? It's obviously for somebody because you know a certain no, no, fan base has gotten really crazy. Hold on, I'm gonna put it. I, I'm gonna put in uh, the poll. Would you yeah, buy throw this? A poll up. I don't. Would you buy this? Saw be be real. Would you use this? And how? Are we gonna get to say, I'm right not gonna. I'm let, not going to say would you buy it because up. Saul buys everything. But would you use this Saul? <laughs> let me let me set Saul up. Mm-hmm. You the tech guy. Mm-hmm. When you saw the techs and the, uh, the specs and everything come out for this machine, what was your thoughts prior? And then, you know, uh, what you had anticipated something going in. Like, your, your, what was your thought process going in? And then what was your thought process after the, the, it got revealed? Because going in, I'm pretty sure that you had a different idea of what it should be and what Sony excellence is and what you actually are getting. What's your thought process going in before and your thought process after the fact? Well, I think before my thought process was um, it was going to be expensive. Right. Like it was going to be more expensive than they made it. Um, usually Sony does not. Again, you look at the PSVR 2, you look <laughs> yeah. at the DualSense Edge, and I'm going to make a comparison there. Um, mm-hmm. these, these are expensive peripherals. They don't really care about price point in that regard. They're confident that, you know, that their base is going to buy it. Obviously, PSVR 2 is a different thing. I mm-hmm. think they, they knew that was going to be a tech sync. And, you know, the super, super hardest of the hardcore are going to buy it. And then and that's it. Um with this, so when they finally announced the price, the full name, and, and what it could do, I think we knew going in already there was going to be just a, a remote play thing, right? And I, right. for me, what bothered me about that is like there's so many now, especially now in this market where you have, you have remote play to everything, right? Over cloud or over direct remote play, over Wi-Fi in your own house, you have so many different ways to do what this machine does that it doesn't it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me to make a proprietary one just for PlayStation, right? right? Their reasoning is, hey, we control the hardware on both ends so we can maximize the potential of that connection between the PlayStation and the, and the portal because they're both our hardware, right? So we can maximize that. But at the end of the day, it's still dependent on how good your home Wi-Fi is. And we can assume that we can assume, and maybe we're, we'd be wrong to say that most people's home Wi-Fi is pretty decent and you should get a, a pretty good connection, right? Um, but that's not necessarily the case. So for me, it just felt like, okay, this, the price point here needed to be the key. The price point is what makes it a paperweight or what makes it viable. Now, is it viable for me? I tell you this, I, like I said, I don't, I don't get to sit in front of my TV very often. Um, but I'm, I didn't go out and buy a dual sense edge. Cause again, especially when I'm sitting in front of my TV Mm-hmm. I'm Real not playing question, the PlayStation so that often. You, mm-hmm. you, you work a lot. Like, is your work Wi-Fi stable enough to do something like this? Because I no. think that's the better realistic approach. Could no. you go out in public and use this to some degree? No, I can't. My work Wi-Fi is 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 crap. 
So um, I can't do it. So I need a native experience on the go. That's why the, the ROG is important. The Steam Deck was important. The Switch is important. Like uh, for me, I need a native experience because the, you know, and, and it's funny, Kaibatsu was telling me all the time how great of a, of a cloud streaming experience he has. And he, he does all kinds of different stuff with moonlight and all kinds of stuff. And I've seen it. I've seen the place. I've seen him remote the PlayStation from his house to my parents' house using that Wi-Fi connection. And he was playing Spider-Man and it was looking great. And then he showed me Spider-Man on PC remoted <laughs> from his PC at my parents' house. And it was next level, like beautiful. So I was like, so, okay, it, the, if you have the proper is, stuff. Real quick, so this is a really good question that's in the chat. Mm -hmm. And I'll play, uh, King, uh, King answered this too. Do you think that they will update this after the PS5 gen? Or you think this is done after the PS5? No, I think if it sells well, if it sells well, they'll make another one or, or or do something about it. If there's enough of an outcry to make it a true cloud thing, they'll do that. I don't know that there's enough of an outcry that can happen for them to consider making a, another machine that's capable of local play. I don't know that that's ever going to be their thing again, unless again. The, the next Steam Deck or the next ROG or the next competitor in that space comes out and blows everything out of the water. Because again, when you think about it, you can't look at the Switch as a metric for a competition there because the Switch is in its own lane. It's not indicative of what the people that play Xbox or PlayStation will would primarily would want out of sort of the, the handheld thing. I think you have to really think about if you're looking at higher higher level tech then you have to make the comparisons to the steam deck you have to make the comparisons mm -hmm. to the rog so they would have to make something that's comparable in that space in that price range right obviously so to me them doing something like that pushes them into making another sort of seven six seven hundred dollar thing right or, or something super expensive like the vps vr2 that may not appeal to their base so to me if it sells well They'll definitely make another one. They may add cloud functionality to it. I don't think it ever goes beyond that. Me, I believe um, Sony is just doing enough stuff to throw it against the wall to see what sticks. Mm. Um, this is a passion project. The same thing I felt that the PlayStation VR was a passion project, uh, the VR2. Uh, I don't believe they get past this generation. And I believe this is, uh, I'm going to do everything I possibly can right now while I can <laughs> and to see exactly what's happening. So yeah. this is when you're in a fight and you notice that the punches that you're landing on the individual that's in front of you is not working and you start kicking and biting. So Sony is at the kicking and biting stage right now. And when they realize that that won't work, I think they'll just, you know, pack it in and just tell you, hey, man, we're going to go back to a third party developer. Uh, could we get a contract? You know, type of thing. So, no, I don't believe they developed this tech anything further. As you can see with the PlayStation VR 2, if it doesn't sell, they don't support. And there's no support there. So, it is what it is. You said yeah. that with the straightest. I <laughs> always straightest listen. Face. Listen. I listen to this show every week. <laughs> every week. I listen to this show every week. And every time you say PlayStation's done, I always say, he can't believe that. But you, this is the first time you have fully convinced me that you are for real. Oh, no, I've been for real. You from are, the no, I know you say this all yeah. the time, but, but it, being here with you and looking at you say that exact how straight you just said it, Forte, I feel like you're for real. Forte, I want you to look. Oh, Everything no, that I have been prophesizing it's, has been yeah. coming to bear. Everything. 
right? And what the PlayStation owner doesn't understand is I'm just basing this off of Moore's law, right? And tech. This generation just started now. Honestly, I believe that this generation starts in September, right? And I, I have firsthand knowledge that I believe it starts in this September that this generation starts. This game of the year is going to show you where everything is going. I believe so. And I also believe that Microsoft, after acquiring ABK, and they said they're not done, they will continue to acquire developers that will produce games at a rapid pace where the competition cannot go. Look at the indications. Sony just went out and got a headphones company. That's not the acquisition you guys wanted. Y'all wanted a developer because mm -hmm. you know it's an upcoming fight. If the company shows you they're putting their interest in other places, a PlayStation car, a PlayStation uh, uh, headphones company, then you see them making proprietary PlayStation Link stuff. Look where they're leading you and what they're explaining to you. That's why you can extrapolate. I don't believe that they're all the way in this. You know, y'all can keep saying, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're down. They, you're getting one game this year, bro. Yeah. And they told you going forward, it will be one or two games a year. Microsoft told you when we start hitting, we're going to keep bombarding you. And King, they, they're getting more than they're getting get more than a game. They're getting Grand Trismo movie too. Oh well, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go probably see that right after this. But I mean, it's just yeah. leaning into what I see, and it's not just oh, you're an Xbox fanboy. If I was just an Xbox fanboy, I wouldn't have your mascot hostage. Um, <laughs> I I believe in what I see. I didn't see the signs as a kid that Turbo Graphics was going out of business. I didn't see the signs as a kid that Sega was getting stomped out. I didn't see signs that N Nintendo was on the brink. Right, Nintendo threw a Hail Mary and they caught that pass with the Switch. If they messed up the Switch, you will not be hearing about Nintendo except for third parties mm -hmm. right now. I don't believe and see, and, and you, you're seeing Nintendo's uh Hail Mary. Sony's Hail Mary is their PlayStation VR and it's portable. You gotta think about that. That Hail Mary is weak as hell, bro. Like you still throwing hail marys in this whack. Listen, let me let me let, let, let me let me finish my point though. Yeah, go ahead. Before, finish your point. before I move on, because I think I think this is the the VR is definitely the passion project. Like we started this, let's finish it, let's put it out there. Whatever, right. it's, it's it's nice tech, it's nice tech for the price, right? Um, if if it would have been PC compatible, it would have been fantastic. Um, and there's a lot of people in the community doing that work right now, right? Right. So this this though, I have to say. It may not be for me. I, I don't think the FOMO is going to get me on this one. I might buy it used at some point because somebody's going to return this when they accidentally think you're it's right. an actual poor You're buying this, all. No. I, I, it's going to come out and you're going to be curious. <laughs> like, your curiosity is your me. enemy. But we'll see. But for me, it really isn't for me. But I will say if there's anything that I play very little of is my PlayStation, right? I still have a beat Ragnarok. Um, I still have another game. That's I crazy, that's, right? Yeah, I haven't beat Ragnarok. So again, it would probably be something like this would help if I was just sitting on the couch, whatever. But that never really happens. So what I will say is this, though, because it's priced so similarly, similarly to the DualSense Edge 
And they, if they market it as that type of peripheral and they make it clear how close in price point that is, I think it can have appeal beyond the hardcore that just want this to be able to, like Addy mm. said, play on the throne or play in bed or whatever. Because mm. uh, according to Matt Piscatella, right? Matt Piscatella from Circana, formerly the MPD group, in dollar sales, not in units, but in dollar sales, the DualSense Edge is the best-selling peripheral of this year, right? So there, people are willing to pay the near two hundred dollars they, they, you know, for the DualSense Edge, as people have been willing to pay for Elite controllers, right? But it never been two hundred. Like the DualSense Edge is up there, so this is in that range. So if they market it as such, I can see sales going pretty well. Now, at the end of the day, when product is in people's homes. Will they expect more from it than it's able to do? Maybe, right? That, that that confusion may still be there. But I think if they market it right and they focus on that price point and they make those comparisons to do us as edge and people are like, hey, wait a minute. And like to Addict's point, if they ever allow you to use it as a controller for the PlayStation itself, I think it, it might be able to do something. It might be able to do something considerably more than the PSVR 2, right? So to me, it's a wait and see because I think they didn't step step on the rake when it came to the price point. Where they did step on the rake for me is the PlayStation Link, and once again, <laughs> closing off the ecosystem and forcing you now. From what I read, you can just plug in a, a regular set of headphones into this. I guess it has a jack, right? Um, but again, their point is, oh, get the buds, right? Get the uh, get the elite headset. Um, the elite headset me, doesn't work with it. No, it does. No, it's um, not just the buds. It's both. The elite, the, okay. elite headset comes check. out. The elite headset check. comes out afterwards. Right. Um, but to me, I have a Pulse headset, and I think their proprietary uh, 3D sound stuff is great on PlayStation games. I think it's very crisp. I think it's very good. Um, so I like that headset to see what they do with a next gen of it. Cool. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not paying 150 bucks for another headset. It's not going to happen. So it's not for me. Uh, but again, the idea that they're now pushing this closed proprietary thing in a, in a time when we're looking for more devices to allow us to be able to play the games where we want to play them, how we want to play them. You know, Xbox has been touting that forever. Now, the idea that they continue to build stuff in this walled off closed ecosystem doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, man. And really, that's to me an unnecessary rake step to making people not purchase the headsets at all right if you haven't had the pulse right beforehand maybe you pay the buck 50 to get that you know whatever updates they have to the pulse the earbuds from what i read in the article they're comfortable they don't look very nice they seem like they stick out of your ear a lot like i don't know they don't they don't look sleek per se so to me that's the rake step there but the price oh, of you're, the uh, you're right uh the information the portal, i had got on it earlier was wrong they had uh redacted yeah. it and fixed yeah, it right yeah. here. so so the price of the portal to me is they did they did the right thing we'll see how they market it we'll see how excited they are to sell it because they certainly aren't excited to sell you psvr2 that's for sure so but i think they did the right thing with the price point and we'll see like i said if they market it like a controller like the like the edge it could surprise in terms of sales okay so i got a, a lot to unpack here right mm -hmm. so and uh this is my title uh i brought this topic up and you guys know I was going to go give these guys a smoke. Shout out to Tom. Uh, you were right. I was wrong. Uh, because I underestimated Sony's uh, ability to uh, 
just flog their fan base in, in the public square, right? Uh, just for being a supportive. No Bluetooth in the box. That's an L. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, what is it? The screen time on the thing, the battery life on, is the same uh, amount as the Dual Sense, which is abysmal. Probably the worst out of all hand uh, controllers that's in the market today uh, is the Dual Sense when it comes to battery life. So that's an L. The PlayStation Link uh, that's built in in uh, to replace the the Bluetooth. That is crazy, right? The thought process in that is you got a handheld that you want to be sneaking off in the corner with, so you want to keep the, the the sound down. All right, cool. You get some headsets. Either you're going to pay $150 on top of the initial $200, or you're going to pay $200 on top of that initial $200, right? So you're looking at $400 walking out the store if you get the buds. You want to get the buds. You want to be, you want to look cute. You want to be distinct. You want to be in the corner. You want to hide it out. All right, you got the buds on. Put the buds in your ear. You go do your thing. Now, you need a PlayStation 5. Let's add that $500 on top of that. So we had $900 right now, bro. Oh, how did you get the nine, King? Oh, my math was math, and your math not math, and you thought you was walking in with the $200, and you was in and out. So let's go to the math that's not math, and then the math that's math, and my math is math, and $200, right? $500, right? That's $700, but I need some air, bud, so that's another $200, right? Then we got tax. So we had $1,000 here for a limited <laughs> machine. This machine King is going full key. Right. And shout out to KN for being boots on the ground to actually get their hands <laughs> on it and, and get a chance to see exactly what it's about. And we found out it's exactly what we hoped it couldn't be. We thought it was going to be something nice to have the PSP a moniker in your name. You're supposed to hold up that that line. Somebody in the building is trolling us, people. Somebody in the building has the ability to release this stuff out that nobody wants. Why is that? Why would you release a PlayStation VR and don't have the ability to use it on the most powerful hardware in the world, which is the PC that has the most robust library when it comes to VR games to actually push your tech? Why? Because you don't care about your tech being sold across the world. You just care about capitalizing on your fan base that doesn't know any better. And you're doing it again. You double down. Tell me that the handheld don't look sleek. Tell me that the handheld don't look nice. That's a lie because it looks sleek and it looks nice. All right, so we got eye candy for the idiots that follow. Get it, $200. Oh, that's a spit in the bucket. Half of you probably don't even <laughs> got a PlayStation. So you got to get a PlayStation, right? Oh, but let's say the dudes, the 40 million that do got it that never do support because y'all didn't show up for the PlayStation VR. So I can't trust you guys, but let's say I do trust you guys. Y'all go out and get it. One of you is going to say, you know what? Let me go to the store and play this God of War. Ain't no Wi-Fi walking to the store. So you can't play it. Oh, let me go. Let me take it and play it at my boy house. Oh, ain't nobody at your house for you to call and tell them to turn on your PlayStation 5. Because if it's not on, you can't play it. I had a question. If I don't have, if I don't have a digital uh, library downloaded to that small hard drive that's on the PlayStation 5. And I got a lot of my games physical because I don't trust you. How the hell am I going to play this thing that streams from there that the game is not completely downloaded to the PlayStation? So that put physical people at a disadvantage. They didn't answer that question. So I believe if you don't answer that question, that there's a problem there. 
So you physical guys that, oh, I love physical. You're going to be physically left out. The door is going to physically close in your face. <laughs> Wi-Fi. This is just a streaming only. And you can't stream the cloud service He's that's really going to be the backbone of the new PlayStation going forward. You're releasing a new tech that doesn't take advantage of the new software that you're putting in your box. It's DOA. This is the worst step going forward. And I think Tom had something to do with this. <laughs> I think Tom called him and was like, yo, don't here put in there. Here we don't, go. Don't, don't let them, because I can't send this guy a console. So don't don't let it uh, access the cloud. Don't let them access streaming, what it says it's supposed to do. Don't let them access what it's supposed to do and what it's made for so it can show its ability to be a champion in this space. This is the worst hardware. I thought the PlayStation VR was going to be the worst hardware launch. No, y'all said, hold my bear. I got you. Don't worry about it, boo-boo. Now, here's the plot twist. Here's the spin. Here's where King turns into King again. I'm going to probably get it. <laughs> Let me explain why. My son said, Daddy, can I play the PlayStation uh, right now? Because he has a PlayStation 4. He's upstairs. So I was like, nah, right now, you know, I got to finish up this Starfield. I got to do as much as I possibly can, because when we talk about it, I got to have vast knowledge of the game and the systems that I'm using. So, no, all my focus has to be on this. And then, um, you know, playing Fortnite in between. He could be sitting there playing it on that little screen. While I'm playing over here, because it's only one PlayStation 5. I don't need enough of those. I don't even play that thing. Mm -hmm. But he could be doing that. And that's when it clicked in my head. Wow. This is for that individual that doesn't have the screen time and has one PlayStation inside the house that's on the same Wi-Fi that's in proximity of it that needs access to it. That's a small niche uh, group that you're counting on to sustain the, 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 the product being purchased. I don't know how you market that. But I think they started off marketing it wrong because it's coming out as a PlayStation portable handheld streaming device. And there's so many different caveats that's under it. But if nobody has anything else on the topic, I mean, I think I've, we've all talked about it at nauseum of what they don't have and what they should have. But, you know, the fact of the matter is they don't have certain things that can make this handheld a, uh, excel and get to where we want it to be. I think we all want it to succeed. But we all wanted it to succeed with certain things like Bluetooth inside, the ability to use it uh, without it streaming all the time, to actually be a true handheld. And I think Sony decided they're gonna, they was going to make a compromise. They weren't going to make proprietary discs for it because that's what you would have to have done, you know, to make a proprietary medium for it to actually sell. If you're going to make little cartridges or you're going to make this and they didn't want to do that, but they wind up putting some proprietary stuff in it anyway with the PlayStation link. I think they could have did it better. And the fact that they didn't leaves me a little bit disappointed. I think they should have just left this thing on the shelf until they was able to figure it out and get a good product to the uh, to the masses. But I think, again, they're gouging the fan base. They're flogging you in the, in the town square. And I have nothing else to say about it. But if anybody has anything else to say about it before we uh, get to these super chats and get to this last topic, please speak up now. Okay. 
So, Lord Sovereign, people of the verse, uh, please, let's get to these super chats and let's get to our last topic of Bioware. Okay. Let me see. We got uh, Stash Gordon, member for 15 months, Lord Bronze. Uh, guess they called it Project Q because of all the questions that it raises. <laughs> hey, yo. That was good. That was good. That's what's up. <laughs> then we got Robert Keller, two dollars super chat. The price actually is three ninety nine if you get the earbuds. Yes, it's not. Nobody's forcing you get the earbuds. That's <laughs> yeah. The, don't get the earbuds. Then we got JD Gaber, ten dollars super chat. It's possible the PlayStation Portable is designed to be a cash grab and confuse the market because Xbox slash Game Pass is going to be on all portables going forward. So they needed something on the market. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot of money to spend on a on a diversion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Diversion. <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. Oh, twist. <laughs> there we got uh, Emma Born Saga, ten dollars super chat. Uh, we are all looking at it the wrong way. Sony isn't selling a two hundred dollar handheld. They're selling us four hundred dollar headphones. <laughs> Get well soon, Kong. Happy Born Day to Rand. Oh, shout out to Randolph. Happy Born Day, oh, man with birthday, the million. Man. Shout Happy out to Rand. Let me tweet that out. Hashtag free Naka. Leave Naka right where he is. He's paying for his sins. <laughs> yeah. There we got God Emperor Sofa King. Two dollars super chat. My question: Why do why do this if they're doing cloud push? It's very weird that this first party product does not include cloud, where they supposedly have this great you know push into the cloud space where their their cloud stuff is getting considerably better. I don't understand. Then we have Wavy Kosher, member for four months, Lord Bronze. Shout out to Cog. I hope every day you're getting better. You know the room got your back no matter how beefy it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cog. I know he's listening, so. Shout out to Cog. Then we have Robert Kellett, $2 super chat. Damn. So PlayStation going to be Xbox One era Microsoft? We'll see. I mean, I, I think PlayStation's MO right now is we're going to give you a whole bunch of other side stuff. So that we could support giving you two hundred million dollar first party games. So we'll, we'll see. We got Nintendo on the Otaku five hundred dollar five dollar super chat, not five hundred dollars. Super chat. That's Cap King. Nintendo could have three more Wii U's and still be standing, unlike PlayStation. One of those, and they're out for good. I, I believe you. I, I believe don't know. Yeah. Bro. I don't think that Nintendo could do three of them though, because <laughs> we we has, saw when they did one. They I think they money. had one bullet in the chamber and they shot it and hit and gold with the it. switch. It, it yep. may it may have been presumptive to say they're out of the first party thing, but they would have really needed to come up with something like the switch if they would have decided once again, yeah, we're going to compete with these guys in power. And no, no, the market cannot hold three three consoles yeah, that kind of do the same thing. It can't. Yeah, I think they moved on in four years. The yeah. Wii U yep. came out in 2013, and they were done with it done. by 2017. 2017, four years, yeah, done. Yeah, four yeah, years. So, yeah, so nah, man, they, 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 they could have, uh, they could have been out of it. Uh, we got Captain Chats with the five pounds of a chat. Uh, Sony been riding the PS4 wave after Spider-Man. It's done. What else is there? No roadmap, just VR slash remote devices and headphones. Where is the games? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming again. We're they're gonna hand out the traditional Sony type titles kind of piecemeal. You're gonna hear about them further apart from one another because, like King said, we're not gonna be getting a lot of those. We're gonna get one, two, maybe per year. If mm -hmm. that, uh, you're gonna see a lot of service games, though. Kind of <laughs> that kind of scares the hell out of me. They're gonna be there. 
Then we have Grumble Grumble, $5 super chat. Odyssey makes the best headset available for audiophiles. I'll make it'll make all 3D audio better, including Xbox. The Maxwell is hands down the best Xbox headset. Yeah, I almost I almost broke on an Odyssey headset, probably the Maxwell a while back. And I was like, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not on my consoles enough to use it. But yeah, I heard they were fantastic. Yeah, see, um, but again, spending money on a audio company, yeah. it's lets you know where they're going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make Xbox yeah. headsets, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, they will get that bag, right? If they if they That's make right. the if they make the best Xbox headset available, they're gonna get that money. So. Right, Xbox pay like they weigh. Let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, then man. we have Zay three sixteen five dollars per chat. Even Marcus Brownlee from NKBHD called Bro. the portal called the portal one of the most anti consumer products in a long time. That's not a good look for Sony. Not, not a good look. Again, I could see the anti-consumer part about it, right? But the price point, again, I think the $300 price point would have been egregious, but they didn't do that. But um, Nintendo on the Otaku, $5 super chat. Nintendo is cash rich, no debt, no losing money on console sales at launch. That is true. Nintendo wasn't in crisis with the Wii U, plus the 3DS was still banking. Very true. If they would have made another mistake and not done a hybrid and focused on what they were good at, which is the portable, yep, they they would we would be seeing Mario on other platforms today, a hundred percent. You're not gonna have two failures of that magnitude back to back and be like, yeah, we'll keep doing it, because the money they wouldn't be cash rich. Uh, let me see, Texas member for eleven months, Lord Bronze King, your son can remote play the PS5 from the PS4. That is what I've made. What I have mine do. PSP is a money grab. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna see if he can, he's able to do that today. If he's able to do that today, then eliminates a two hundred dollar purchase from myself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, plus the curiosity tech dude inside of me would have you know loved to see it. Uh, but again, if that can eliminate that, he's upstairs. I'll turn it on. But you and said, but you said is this supposed to work with? Oh, hold on, I'm I'm a little confused. Is this supposed to work with PS4 as well? No, right? No. No, no, no. What he's, what he's telling me okay. that I'm able to stream my uh, PS5 to my PS4. Right. You so know, you were and, thinking about getting the portal for your son? So you oh, yeah, for my son. If, yeah, because yeah. when he's there, he's always harassing me to play the PlayStation, PlayStation. Five, right. and he's not allowed to, you know, to uh, to hang out in my red room because he made a mistake and broke a statue. So um, mm. he's not able to be in there by himself again. So he'll be able to play the PlayStation Five, and because you know PlayStation Five is in the red room where, where I hang out the most. Yeah. So. Got a better one for you, King. Take that Talk. PS4, trade it in at GameStop. Instead of spending two hundred dollars on a portable, on that portal, pay like fifty bucks to get that man a digital PS5 and be done with it. Are you mm. serious? Yeah, mm. do that. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna box mine up, send it to you, send the bread, and, and we'll have a conversation <laughs> later. I got the Star Wars Edition one anyway, too. Yeah, you'll get at least you'll get close to a bill at least for the five, the four, and then right. instead of paying that. $200 for that portable, throw right. $100 with it and get them a digital five, and then you're done with it. Hmm, that works. Mm. All right. That's it. We caught up. Okay. All right. Last topic. This is Sovereign's topic, and he uh, brought this to the realm. And I, I didn't even know that this was happening. But uh, okay. So I'm going to Comic Book Gaming for this title. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Bioware is making some changes while it develops the next gen uh, Dragon Age. Bioware goes under re restructuring amid Mass Effects and Dragon Age Dreadwolf development. This is brought to you by Cad Onda. 
uh, from Comic Book Gaming. Bioware is going under some pretty big changes while it develops what could very well be the next two biggest games to date. The next Mass Effects and Dragon Age Dread, Bioware is, is one of the most respected developers that's out there. But their reputation took a bit of a nosedive last generation. After releasing the critically acclaimed at Dragon Age Inquisition, Bioware moved on to games like Mass Effect's Andromeda and Anthem, both of which bombed pretty hard and were plagued with their own issues. Ever since, Bioware has been trying to get things back on track. Both the new Dragon Age both the new Dragon Age and Mass Effect games have been in development for quite a while, and it seems like it may take a bit before they actually see the light of day. Concerns have been raised about the development of Dragon Age Dreadwolf due to its lengthy development, and we still don't know when it's going to release. With that said, Bioware has announced that it's eliminating 50 roles at the company as part of the new long-term vision to better support the studio's health and desire to craft single-player games. Bioware is hoping to move some of its effective staff to other roles within EA. But said it's likely that is not likely that everyone will be able to be reallocated. So, with this being said, uh, Sovereign brought this to the realm, and I didn't know EA was having uh, these issues of well, Bioware for that matter going forward. But it does make a, a little bit of sense. Uh, do you want to start off the topic? Or do you want to go to somebody else and you end um, off the topic? Let me let me start it off. Let me start. It okay. Off. So, Lord Sovereign, the floor is yours. Let's go. Yeah, so yeah, on Wednesday they put out a statement indicating, uh, and it's never it's never good when it says an an update on the state of Bioware, <laughs> and is it today rather than discuss one of our upcoming projects, which most people, you know, gamers want to hear about. It's the, once you start talking about the studio and and the things that we, you know, outlining a vision for the future, it's never a good thing. So right. they cut what they cut fifty jobs. Um, at the what we're assuming to be the tail end of development on Dreadwolf, but we don't know, right? We really haven't heard a lot from them recently. We don't know how much they've had to go back to sort of rejigger that game. Um, I, it initially, it was supposed to be a very sort of multiplayer sort of driven thing, and they removed that. So I really don't know where they are in the state of development. You would hope that they're far along enough uh, where we see that game soon. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just another indication that Bioware is not the Bioware of old. And I think we've, as fans of their games, I think we've come to understand that, that they're just not the same, right? Whether it's, you know, internal strife or, you know, figuring out, you know, in terms of vision for the, for the studio and, and the games that they make, it just feels like they've had a lot of difficulty just being able to have a relatively smooth development on their games, right? Because, you know, game dev is never smooth. But uh, it just feels like the, the, the studio has been really marred by the inability to sort of, you know, get, get their games across the finish line or, or just making good choices on products. Uh, we see what happened with Anthem. Um, so my thing is this. This sounds, I really don't know what to think of this, to be perfectly honest. I really do think that Bioware is a shadow of its former self. And it worries me what, you know, what Dreadwolf is going to be, and it worries me what Mass Effect is going to be. Um, once you cut 50 people from a team that's used to working under the EA banner, is used to working with Frostbite, because this is going to be a Dreadwolf in particular is a Frostbite game, right? So now you're looking at 
you're getting across the finish line with 50 less people. Let's say you do fill in some, some spots with, um, with contractors, right? That you don't have to worry about benefits or anything like that for them. And once again, you're, you're, you're having to fill in spots and finish out a game with a team that isn't, hasn't been there for a long period of time, maybe doesn't understand frostbite the way some of the people that are being let go understand frostbite. Um, all of these things, once again, this cyclical sort of, this vicious cycle of sort of roadblocks to getting this game out the door, in addition to the roadblocks that are being placed uh, to getting the next Mass Effect out the door in a way that is satisfactory to fans, right? Fans they were disappointed with Andromeda, disappointed with, with Anthem, uh, and very worried about what Dreadwolf would be and what the next Mass Effect would be. So I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know, again... Uh, Shout out to Colin again. Colin's been saying this for a long time, but it's just like, I don't know that it even makes sense. Again, maybe I'm proven wrong in the next, and Dreadwolf is amazing, and the next Mass Effect is amazing. I don't know. But it never looks good when you have to come out there and say, we have to cut our these, these essential roles from our team and consolidate in order to preserve the, the strength of, the, of the, the, the dev studio for the future. Um, these games require a lot of people to work on them. You're talking about massive RPGs, like things that they've specifically said themselves. These are games that are all about um, pre preserving the health of the studio, and I quote, and better enable us to do what we do best, create exceptional story-driven single-player experiences filled with vast worlds and rich characters. Vast worlds and rich characters require people, time, and money. And when you cut the people out, you can assume that the same amount of money isn't there. I don't know what kind of stance they have within EA in terms of the leeway they have to, you know, to make you, you put out a stinker with Dragon Age Dreadwolf or an eh game. I don't know that Bioware is long for this world. Um, and it's sad to see because I was really hoping and, and, and that they were on the right track and seeing this. Seeing this, you know, we hadn't heard from them for a while. So I'm like, they're they good. They're working. Heads down, they're working. And they, it seems like they're not really good mm -hmm. like that. So, um, again, disappointed because we, we love Bioware, right? We love Mass Effect. We love Dragon Age. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see how, how far the mighty have fallen, right? And maybe it's an unfair assessment because the, the same people aren't there. But still, it's the Bioware name. And if you're going to keep using the Bioware name... It comes with expectations, whether it's fair or not. Yep. So that's where that's where I stand. Okay. Uh, Forte, your thoughts on the matter? All right. I'm going to read this. In order to meet the needs of our upcoming project, continue to hold ourselves to the highest standard of quality and ensure Bioware continue to thrive as a in the industry that is rapidly evolving, um, we must shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. We will allow our developers to iterate quickly, unlock more creative and form clear visions on what we're building before we develop it ramps up. To achieve this, we find ourselves in a position where change is not only necessary, but unavoidable. As difficult as this is to say, rethinking our approach to development inevitably means reorganizing our team to match studio changes. That tells me that Bioware will no longer be here in the next five years. Hmm. Once yeah. once Dread Wolf releases, if like like Sovereign just said, once Dread Wolf releases, I think they're slowly downturning that studio 
They're going to probably reallocate people to different places. I just think a long development cycle like these games have been having over for Bioware over the course of the last 10 years is eating at just the core of what that studio has been. It is nowhere near been the same studio, even since Mass Effect Andromeda came out, is not the same studio. Mm-hmm. E- every game that's released has been some type of downturn. They bring people like um, Gager back. They bring people like Mark Dara back. They bring these people back and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, they take people with them. And now you're seeing downturns and just overall, just, just think about what the mental health at that studio has to be. Yep. You know, with the overall just bombardment of criticism because you are bioware you are bioware you're, yeah it's, you're it's, you're nice of the old republic you're mm-hmm. mass effect one two and three you're dragon age origins one awakening inquisition that's who you are and that is what people always remember them being and that's not the same studio no more yeah. and it hurts me being a mass effect fan that the last proper Mass Effect we got in, and yes, Andromeda was a dud. It wasn't a horrible game. It just wasn't what Mass Effect fans wanted. And that was the downturn in the beginning of the end for it. And I just see this being a situation where EA is like, we're just going to start moving these projects off of Bioware and we're going to reallocate these people to other places because at this point, it just doesn't seem like Bioware is going to make it past this generation. And that's what that, and honestly, that's what that, um, for the general manager of the studio that I just read, that's what that sounds like. That sounds like the beginning yeah. of the end. It's accepting inevitability that once we're done with this project, there's a good chance that this will probably be the last project under Bioware that we know it as of now. That's kind of crazy. Just to think about it, Lord Attic, um, what is your thoughts and opinions on? Bioware may not be around after this restructuring that they're having inside internally. Uh, we don't know exactly the job titles that are being restructured, but what is your assessment of the situation from what you can see from the outside? Uh, I think if that's true and, you know, they're about to wrap up shop in case the studio doesn't uh, perform in this next game, I think uh, Lorraine Studios needs to, to buy them. I think... Mm. Uh, I think that studio has the talent and the and the the keen eye to really elevate that studio. I think that they're even at the end of the day, even of Larian Larian, how do I pronounce them? Larian Larian Studio. Even if they don't want the talent because they feel like the the pool has been tainted, the IPs alone is worth buying off EA. And I feel yeah. like Larian Studios could really captivate Mass Effect. They, I think they could do, you know, a lot with that studio. I think them two together is what makes more sense. I think, you know, them going off each other, uh, you know, obviously that's something they've never done. But I think those particular two studios, there's never been two studios making similar games like them two. And, And I think Bioware has lost its way. And I think the atmosphere of of Lorarian is enough to keep to get them back because I think. The bulk of the issue with this is they've lost a lot of the talent with with Bioware uh, with uh, Bioware that because of the atmosphere of EA, yeah. And I feel like Lorraine Studios is a atmosphere that is like what Bioware used to be. 
So I think them two together would make a lot more sense than them two apart. You know, they could buy the merch too because I think the IPs make more sense because I just don't want EA shutting the studio down and never doing nothing with that IP, their IPs ever again. Right. So I think out of everyone in the industry, Lorarian is what makes the most sense. I mean, they, they, they fit very nicely in, in Microsoft's bubble as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but here's the thing, though. Like, I think they need a restructure in the culture and the type of games they make. And I don't, I think Lorraine could get them there quicker than Microsoft does. Because uh, they, they are essentially new Bioware. Right. Like, they, they make the new type of Bioware games. And I think, Getting them together makes the most sense than anything else. Um. Okay. So since since everybody went, uh, I'll round it up uh, to finish off this uh, the final topic. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the almost thousand. We had a thousand a couple of seconds ago uh, watching right now. Um, if it's the first time that you're following this podcast, I'm, I'm not the normal host. I'm usually uh you know, having fun in the background. The, doing, the provocateur. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll push the needle in my direction. Uh, Lord Cognito, I want everybody to send their uh, prayers and well wishes to Lord Cognito. Uh, I think he's been released at this moment. And, yes, you know, yes. Go home, um, he's, Cog. He's, he's out going to get his, uh, his pick up his medicine and stuff like that and go home. Go home and, and sleep. Actually sleep and rest. But uh, thank you guys. Now, um, on another note, I want everybody to reach out to uh, Larry Herb. Uh, yeah. His mother's passed, and uh, just just give well wishes out to Larry Herb, uh, one of the finest gentlemen in the realm. Um, I'm sorry for your loss, sir. Uh, so uh, please, uh, yeah. you know, just uh, prayers to you. Also, everybody, go say you know happy birthday to Randall Thor. I just hit him on Twitter. I think everybody needs that birthday love. So happy born day to Randall Thor. Again, uh, please uh, send love and, and affection towards everyone. All right. Um, how I feel about this. Mass Effects is a huge thing for me, right? And when they gave Andromeda and all the things that were going on with Andromeda, we're like, oh, man, this is that EA effect. These dudes over here not respecting this. And then, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition was dope for me. And... Now to hear that they have to restructure. We never want to hear restructuring. We always want to hear everything is going fine. But that's not usually what goes on in these studios. A lot of times in the studios, dudes is fighting crunch. And you have a lot of moving people doing this, that, and the third. And stuff happens. Listen, we try to get R&R together every week. And it's usually something that happens that push the days back. And that's just only, you know, two people. So... I can't even imagine having studios filled with hundreds of people and having to juggle certain things, you know, and especially, you know, dealing with that stuff uh, after coming out of the, the the pandemic and how stuff was restructured and still trying to get people back into work while dealing with certain things. So, again, we're learning how to do things differently. Uh, are they the same environments? Do I agree with Larian student, Studios purchasing them? To a degree, maybe, because the games on the surface kind of look like they fit their mold. But I don't think Mass Effect fits inside their warehouse. Yeah, Dragon Age might, but does Mass Effect fit inside their warehouse? Uh, 
uh, what we tend to do is see quality come out of one studio when we want to bombard them with other stuff that we love to be done with the same reverence of their own titles. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But what I do see this year, more than any other year, that we're having a resurgence when it comes to RPGs. And I think that if EA can get a chance to see that how Diablo 4, how uh, Baldur's Gate 3, how Final Fantasy, how um, Zelda, and how Starfield is performing in the marketplace, how they can see that maybe they do double down and give them a little bit more financing and, and do these titles justice, knowing that they can actually sell and have a long life when it comes to a good RPG that is highly rated on Metacritic. What I'm hoping for, and and, and this is hope beyond hope because we know EA hasn't shown the best uh, business savvy and knowledge when it came, comes to their own IPs. What I hope is that, you know, Bioware gets the actual funding, gets the actual talent, and they do allow them the time to craft good stories, a little bit bug free. Don't, don't say ship now just to meet a date in order to fix patches and all that stuff later down the road that will inevitably hurt these games. That's what hurt Andromeda. Uh, and you know, and the, and the story didn't live up to a lot of people's expectations. There was a lot of things that didn't push the needle forward. We're looking at Dragon's Age, and we're saying, please don't let don't a drama to us. Don't give us a weak story. Don't give us uh, a buggy game. Please put uh, you know some respect behind Bioware's name. And I don't think you know Bioware's had that spec respect since Anthem and since Andromeda, right? So we just want them to round out into form. We don't want the third game to be a dud. Do they fit in Microsoft's wheelhouse? I think Mass Effect does. Uh, I think Dragon Age would be a little bit more redundant if uh, Microsoft was to pick up the IP. So I would like the IP to go to someone else. Maybe an up-and-coming studio that... Uh, that needs a good title, but they have a good pedigree. I don't know. Uh, but I do hope that the titles do work out. Um, the restructuring is a bit concerning, but I'm never one to give doom and gloom when it comes to that. Maybe they saw something and said, let's correct it now before releasing something that we'll regret later. And we actually lose the fan base from the initial people it, that do purchase it. So crazy, that's all I have on it. If anybody has anything else they want to add to it, please do so. If not, we're going to get to the super chats and we're going to be trying to round out and get up out of here. The, the crazy parking is um, we might be thinking this is like a negative thing, which it, in fairness to us, when we've seen stuff like this in the industry, nine times out of ten, they're, they're, there's fire. We're just seeing the smoke. Right. It might just be one of those things where they're like, look, like we're too bloated. There's too many, you know, variables or too many checkpoints. Let's let's size down and refocus on what made us us. I hope that's the case, uh, but you know, time will tell. And and I see people in the chat. Look, I'm not saying that Lorarian or whatever. I don't care how you want to pronounce. Them. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. Keep they calling have it to, a woman's name. I don't care. I, I don't get Lorraine. Lorraine. Whatever. 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 I, I I'll call it apples and oranges for all I care. All right. Look. I'm not saying that they have to make a Mass Effect game. I'm not even saying they have to make, you know, that turn-based style that's in Baldur's Gate 3. What I'm saying is the culture that that studio has is open to actually letting them creatively 
do what they want to do. I don't think that's the case that's going on at EA right now. And, you know, we've seen that studio be very open to letting them do stuff. I don't know if you've ever looked at anything related to that studio. Their culture is what massive, not massive, is what Bioware needs. You know, I feel like the morale there is done. That's why you're seeing the studio deliver what they delivered over and over again. You've seen them go through stuff like the Anthem being pretty, I wouldn't say forced to make Anthem, but you could tell that studio, that's not their lane. And I think that they were pushed into that direction and then they tried to make whatever they could with that game. But but I remember they said that that was their decision, right? They say, I mean, it, it, it fits, it fits because at that time EA was like, yeah, we're not focusing on single player games, right? So it fits that it came from up above. And maybe it was just but it, the Bioware. Was it their decision, or was their well, decision? Developers we're not making come, these type of games anymore. Well, this is Bioware well, Brass is, took the they took the L on that one. Whether it's true or not, but Bioware Brass they, did they, come forward and took, say like, hey. "What I'm saying is, you can agree to go through a project. What is the circumstances that led you to agree to go through that project? Was it one of those uh, things where we're like we're no longer interested in making games like Dragon Age and Mass mm-hmm. Effect right now? What are you willing be. to do? And that led them to to Anthem. Yeah. What led to the decision to make Anthem is what I want to know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the I, thing is, I think they saw Destiny money. I think mm-hmm. they saw for sure you know, games of service who money. Wanted and, Destiny money. But see, Anthem could have been done right. Anthem it was has just so many a, things a, going for it. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah. just so many things that was going wrong and so many things that was going right for it. If they would have took the time out and put that game in beta, like mm-hmm. games of that service actually do put it in beta, have the community build, figure out certain things behind it and get it done. I know Forte is like, whatever, let it die. It was going up against destiny. You caught those hands. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> hey, I love, I love so, that. So, someone's bringing up respawn. Respawn's a different thing. The person that's actually, like, let's be real here. Like, Vince Vince is actually running EA. And I think he's got a lot more, (laughs) a lot more pull than most people in that company. If he wants to come, if he wants, we ain't using that frostbite. Okay, Vince, use whatever engine you want to use. Literally, the Jedi does not use frostbite. (laughs) None of their games have used frostbite since he's been at Respawn, which sucks. It it sucks. It, It sucks for everything but shooters. Right. Yeah. And it and that's the thing. Like so right there you have a leg, you have you have something going up against you. But I, I think the crazy thing is that EA right now, they're back on the on the train with single player games. But to Addict's point, single player action games, right? And they have a couple of you know Marvel licenses under their belt now that they're working on. It they may not be all in on RPGs though, because of yeah. the level it's it's different than making an action monetize. game. Yeah, it, it's harder to monetize. And there's just a lot more. I would. There's a different level of 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 minutia work that goes into it as opposed to making an action game, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of systems and stuff like that. That again, with a with a depleted Bioware team, what's the expectation there, right? I, I just don't know. I, I really do think it could be that. It could be that they just don't fit there anymore as an RPG studio, if that's what they still technically are, right? And Dreadwolf could be one of those you know, straight up action RPGs that's more action than anything else. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know, man. It just, if they were, I would love to see them get the opportunity to be out from under anybody, 
and see if, 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 they, if they can figure it out on their own. But again, none of the people that made the Bioware that we love are there anymore. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, this brings us to the end of this uh, <laughs> fun and wild podcast that started off bananas with us turning yeah. into robots, <laughs> <laughs> calling, putting the bat signal in there. Actually, I threw the hat up in the air, like from the docks. I threw it up. Forte showed up. <laughs> he swam across the river. <laughs> he got in. He was swinging elbows and <laughs> Forte body slamming people. Forte, let the people know where you are, where you from, what you got going on this week. Talk to me. I think the wife wants you to leave now. <laughs> uh, that's a high school graduate right there. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Congratulations. That's the first time I've seen anyone ever in your basement. <laughs> they don't. Hey, listen, it's a big house. They they go wherever they want. They wander in, right? <laughs> they wander in and wander out. Look, she, she ain't shy now. She's like, oh, you're on camera. Yeah, yeah. Oops. You on camera. <laughs> yeah, you ah. on camera now. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's, uh, people know where they can find you and what's going on, brother. No, nah, man. It's been great being here with you guys. Uh, love the energy you guys always bring. Short one, man, but the show must go on, and it's always great to be here to especially help chip in. Uh, for myself, Gaming Forte, YouTube, Twitter. Check me out over there. DBS podcast um, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. with the homie slow-mo backslapping. Yes, slow-mo. I was not running this show. That's why it actually went off without a hitch today. (laughs) (laughs) And King did an amazing job. Listen, King did a great job hosting today. Really appreciate everything you did. Lord Beefy will be back next week or in two weeks, I should say. It's going to be awesome to get him back over here and hear everybody's um, um, reports on Starfield in the next week. Can't wait to see that. But um, yeah, check us out over there and uh, check out my Xbox videos on uh, Gaming Forte. It's great over there, too. And I appreciate you, King, Soft, Attic. Guys, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Blessings, brother. Bless. Lord Sovereign, sir. Uh, holder of the purse, holder of the line. Talk to us, sir. <laughs> Shout out to everybody for sticking around with us after our little, you know, technical four. It happens. It happens, you know. It happens. So uh, thanks for coming back to the second go-around. I appreciate everybody. Appreciate Forte for coming through always with his with his amazing takes, measured takes, right, <laughs> to balance some of the other wild takes we usually get on the podcast. But again, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for coming through. Shout out to Cog for getting out the hospital, getting back, getting back to 100% health. And yeah, guys, uh, look out this week, 12 p.m. Eastern time. The Lords will be in route, in, in the air, on the way to PAX West to give you guys the best coverage we possibly can over there. But look out for our discussion on, yes, that game, that game, Starfield. And yep. look out for it will be... It will be a, a discussion that comes from a, a number of different viewpoints, right? So it's going to mm-hmm. be a very interesting discussion. So, you know, I know all those other big, you know, sort of outlets out there going to be having this. No, come see us. <laughs> come see the Lords. <laughs> come see the Lords. It's going to be a lengthy conversation on our thoughts on Starfield. So come see that. And, of course, uh, so we'll see you in two weeks because we'll be traveling back next Sunday. So we won't be able to have a podcast. But uh, right. again, thank you guys for all the support. Appreciate y'all. And uh, see you in two weeks. See you on the Thursday new, and then see you in two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> the new improved addict who actually saved the show, who was doing a whole bunch in the background. So a lot of times y'all don't know. 
all those cameras that were switching, all that stuff that was happening, and mm -hmm. Attic was doing that stuff manually on the fly, keeping us up to date, keeping us moving. Uh, Lord Attic, let the people know where they can find you, what you got going on this week. Talk to us, sir. You can find me on Twitter, Lord Attic's IOP. First off, uh, I want to thank Forte for uh, showing up here and uh, uh, being our fourth horseman. You know, we definitely needed that. Want to thank King for uh, you know hosting because uh, I I don't like hosting. Uh, you know me me and Dirt do a completely different thing. <laughs> I don't do no intros. I do nothing. We come in there, we talk about the topics, and we get up out of there. Uh, so I appreciate <laughs> me not having to do that. Uh, you know, and, and I want okay. So on Patreon members, I'm going to be posting sometime today where it's going to let you guys ask us questions about Starfield. There are restrictions. Uh, we can't really talk a lot about the story. Uh, they don't really want us to go into that. Obviously, we don't want to spoil it for you anyway. Uh, so, you know, but you can ask us anything else in terms of like mechanics, anything like that. We will be recording tomorrow night, I believe, mm -hmm. Monday. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll be recording that. So you guys have till I'll say 6 p.m. tomorrow and then it's 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 dead. We're not I'm not taking no more questions. We will be recording that tomorrow and then it will be going up thursday at embargo i uh, appreciate everyone for coming through you know because of the amount of love that you guys give us we can get stuff like starfield codes to give you guys our opinion you know if we didn't have a community bethesda wouldn't care about our input so right. <laughs> uh, i appreciate well, everyone for coming through we had over a thousand like 1100 people definitely hit that like button yep. on your way out man so myself the host of the show today told you when Stars are truly in line. The real stars shine the brightest when the lights are the hottest. And there was no way I was going to fumble that. Um, Cog allows me to be me, right? As y'all can see. But when I have to button up and I have to put on that suit and tie and I have to come in and I have to hold down the line and do what I got to do for the team, every man has his job to play and his role to be. And um, I play that role and I play my job as best as I possibly can. Now you can find me on Twitter. That is King David O T W. That is King David O T W. Now don't say something crazy about that O T W. That means <laughs> of the world, not on the way or anything weird like that. Um, that's the same thing for my Xbox account. I want to thank everybody that did show up because uh, showing that you do rock with us, we did it one stream, and the fact that you came back and you rocked with us all the oh, way through. I, I, do I found out what was wrong. It, it was it was a Zoom issue. They yeah, did some kind of update, and I saw on the board that uh, people what was is Zoom was freezing on my end. Well, Zoom is actually terrible. Yo, I just watched Ildris Alba last night in uh, Thousand Years of Longing. That's on Amazon uh, Prime, mm -hmm. where he's a, a what is that? A, a gin. Go check it out. It's something fantastic. If 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 you're one of those little novelist people that like to read, this is a book on the screen. It's it, and you you understand when you see it what I, what I mean when I say that. I know a lot of books are for movies and stuff like that, but a thousand years of of, of longing. It's it's a, it's a great movie for you to check out. Something that you you know watch with your significant other. 
And it's a, a tall tale for those people that do want those three wishes from a gin. So I'll definitely watch that. Yes, and I'm going to watch something else right now, but I'm going to play some some more Starfield so I can have as much information ready to go. Now, uh, Attic brought up something that was very important. He brought up that Patreon members will be able to ask questions about Starfield that we will directly answer tomorrow night. All right. One so, question each, too. But yeah. if you're a member and Patreon, you can ask two questions. Yeah, so if you're a member and you are on Patreon, you can ask two. So uh, the link is in the description for you to join the Patreon. The Patreon has a lot of stuff going on. And this week we get a chance to sit down and talk and brainstorm because we're going to be in the same room. So a lot of our efforts are going to be geared towards Patreon. So if you see value in Patreon right now, you have nothing to worry about because I'm going to make sure I add more value to Patreon. We're going to be doing a lot of collabs with different people. And I also look forward to the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is about to go up. When that Kickstarter does go up, uh, you just, you know, join. Then we go live and you'll understand exactly what we're going to do going forward. I'm going to try to take the podcasting space, what we do in this space, and I'm trying to take it to the next level. So uh, that you know, goes in line with my vision where I see us, where I see the podcasting space going. I knew podcasting was going to change from those little heartbeats, those little avatars being seen from the dinosaur age to the camera age, to the good microphones, to the great background. You see Forte's background. You see exactly what he's doing. Forte brought into the idea of what I put up and he has definitely flourished in that space. I love him for that. And that is actual progression. So what I want to do is take the podcasting space, and take it to where I know it's going to go. And uh, if it takes me to lead the way to, for us all to get there, then I'm going to do so. But thank you guys for rocking out. I had a great time. A little bit subdued. I know y'all wanted me to go buck bananas on that PlayStation handheld, but Cog is not here to bounce off. That's my Run DMC moment. Um, and he's not here, but I tried to do my best. So thank you guys for showing up. I'm see you next week. I know Attic is going to send you to somebody else. Attic, that guy that you, you sent him to last week, he was so appreciative, man. I watched his stream. He was doing Baldur's Gate. He was super happy. He had three people in there, and all you guys showed up. Y'all was like, yo, we came from Iron Lords Podcast. That was so dope. Uh, please continue to, to follow where uh, Attic is sending y'all guys just to you know show some support and some likes. Guys are wandering Dutch this week. Nice. Yeah, Dutch is, I guess he's just back from, uh, from Gamescom, yeah. Yeah, Wando and Dutch did his thing out here. Him and Boxberg, Boxenberger, Boxenberger yeah. and Gaz out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I saw Gaz out there too. Yeah, that's what's up. We got one more super chat. I forgot to read it. Uh, oh, Slowbo backslap DPS podcast Slow. five dollars super chat. If Dread Wolf isn't a success, I don't think we will ever get the new Mass Effect they're working on. Three duds in a row isn't recoverable. Fact. Kind of. Like, especially for them. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So we'll see. Hopefully, that's not the case. That All right, guys. Peace. Yeah, it's like I said, go in there and put in their IOP raid and Wandering Dutch's stuff, man. Go in there and show them love. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.